Welcome to Wednesday Comics. Brought to you by RootsOfTheSwampThing.com and Supercon 2018, Return of the Con. Keep turning those pages. Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, we have Ryan himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everyone. That surprised me. To my right, we have uh, Mr. Merrick himself. Garrett, how you doing? Whoa, nicest nice. name you've ever been called. I guess, man. I get some nice. Uh, dark well, I can't say here. what I want to say, but sweet, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No fucking and shit. I am your host. <laughs> I'm <himself>. dead. <laughs> The God Among Gods, uh, Dark Side. Uh, hey guys, I got a uh, people making a copy of me in a movie coming out called Avengers Four. Thanos, fake. Me, real. I'm first. Yeah, that's right. Dark Side is. We should, should we show up to that movie with picket signs that just say Dark Side is. Oh snap! That'd be pretty good. <laughs> you know, there's rumors for well, what would have been Justice League or at least the second part that Liam Neeson was going to be Dark Side. No, not good. Uh, what? He's Commute. got a specific set of skills. Oh my gosh. Commuter 2. Oh, or that too. <laughs> Just comes in. Liam Nielsen as Liam Dark Neeson. Side. You said Nielsen. Leslie <laughs> Nielsen, the guy who died. Airplane. That, I would have been more okay with that. Naked gun. Naked gun? Naked, Naked gun, yeah. He would have been like, Dark Side. <laughs> my name's Dark Side. Dark Seed. The oh, they would have called him fucking Dark Seed. And be like, Dark Seed. <laughs> this guy. Dark Seed. Why? He was once the Pink Panther, wasn't he? No, that's um uh, the guy that Steve Martin. No, that's the remake. Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking of uh, Peter uh, Wellers. Oh, okay. Peter Wellers? No, that's not his name. Hmm. I don't know. From uh, Doctor Strange Love, like Doctor Strange Love. Oh fuck! You hate that movie, so he wouldn't so know much. I can walk. I love that movie. Oh, that's that's the worst part of that. We movie. are your weekly comic book podcast. We're here to talk some reviews. And uh, do a little game at the, the end. For the first time in 2018. We've got a feature in a while, so we're going we're gonna to loosen up with a game called Flashbacks. hasn't been around in a second, but it's going to come back today. Uh, up top, we're talking about a couple things. A little quick shot, is going to call it. <laughs> that was Marvin having to You know what? I'm, I'm glad we don't do the video <laughs> anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. Uh, we, we, our guests would have just watched you a stroke. Do you ever have an old car and like, it's screwing it? Just a, just, just, that's what happened yeah. to me. I'm an old car. <laughs> Uh, we're going to do a quick thing here. I, let me do a little, uh, what do you call it? Sizzle. Uh, first, we were going to talk about that Krypton trailer for a second. Came out, me and Garrett watched it. Alex obviously didn't because he's never on the internet. Um, he is on the internet, but he goes directly to what he wants to know and then gets off. That is true. Uh, you're like a, you're bullshit. like a roller coaster of the internet. You get on, you're on a specific path, you go through it and that's it. Me and Garrett, we're free range, baby. We just go everywhere. We're like a free, we were like a Red Dead Redemption. We can go anywhere we want to. You? Straight line. Have you played that game? No, not yet. Okay, mm, good. Uh, Krypton saw this trailer. Garrett, what do you think? I think it's a horrible idea of a show. It's cool that there's a lot of like Superman memorabilia. They're on Krypton. <laughs> there's like there's a lot of problems though with it. A like the like L family crest is everywhere. Like, are they like the ruling body of Krypton? No, so that doesn't make any sense. Um, they did. You're right. If they were, right. then people would have taken him seriously when they're like, hey, the planet's going to fucking blow up. Right. Exactly. And 
It's about his grandfather and Superman's current villains going to the past to kill his grandpa. Dumbest idea ever, and no wonder because it's written by David S. Goyer, who's the dumbest. The trailer, man. like everything, looks super like dark, and I don't even mean like gritty wise. I mean like uh, lighting wise. Like they didn't have any light bulbs on that set. A two, like you said, it just. I saw the trailer and was like, I'm fucking bored by this trailer. I'm gonna watch yeah. an episode. I'm gonna watch an episode of this. The only thing I found cool was that cave. Yeah, that's like they had the original Christopher Reeve yeah, Superman S cave. Like, yeah, it was because the, the it's the S symbol and it's like curved. It's not necessarily like sharp in the symbol. Um, but I also didn't like the actual logo, Superman logo they use at the end of that trailer. It's forcing. The Man of Steel logo with the Christopher Reeve logo and like crunching it all into one Superman ass and it looks horrible. Sorry, am I talking too close to the mic? Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Weird. I had some feedback. I uh, like this mic. It's so good. <laughs> Ew. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought too. I saw that. I was like, I don't know. coming from David S. Goyer who told us a long time that we'll never see Martian Manhunter on fucking screen ever. That's true. T- I mean, it's from somebody I know I don't like. Yeah. It's a concept that I don't like and they, I go, Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll watch the trailer and see if I'm interested. Watch the trailer, and I'm like, this thing doesn't look uh, entertaining at all. Well, you told me that it, 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 I don't know if it sounded like, but it looks like Inhumans. Well, well, it looks because it's pilot. It looks cheap. Right. That's what I meant by it's like Inhumans. It looks cheap. It looks like they were like, hey, we got this high concept. And they're like, all right. We'll give you 50 bucks to do it. <laughs> All right, fuck. That's what a new humans was. Yeah. It was like, they need money to, money to do that story. And they're like, you get a hundred bucks. I'm like the fuck. I bet you anything. Asians of shield gets way more money. And that is low. You can do that low concept. Yeah. But they were like, now you guys don't get any money. Yeah. This whole thing's a MacGuffin. Like it's seriously like not needed, which surprises me that it, at least in humans wise, you've got this whole universe that you're already building into with the movies and even some of the TV shows. Um, Give people the money they need to to tell the right story. This just in general, uh, Krypton sounds like shit. Yeah, it's you know what the thing is. I'm pretty sure DC or Warner Brothers or somebody is like, if you want Superman, you can't do anything with Superman proper. So they're like, okay, we'll do something in that universe. And maybe even they're like, hey, since Jarrell was in Man of Steel, like, oh, you can't do that either. So they're like, oh fuck, what about his dad? And you know what? It's a, that's why the only reason why I can think they'd be like, let's go way back. Like, why go way back? Maybe because they want somebody who they can do their own thing with. Right. But even still, like, I would rather them be like, this whole thing is non-canon. Uh, con- it probably isn't anyways. No. It won't be. So why couldn't they be like, hey, DC, like, no, this is canon. We're just going to tell, like, a what-if story. But they'd be like in um, Supergirl. Isn't there a Superman now? Yeah. Yeah. So is that canon? Well, that show turned out to be good. It's a multi. They do a multiverse now. So technically, it is. It, well, so it's, it's canon within the TV universe. You know how yes. DC has multiple universe. It's like the TV. Universe, so I mean, so. so I guess for me, it's just one of those things. Is that this isn't even part of that thing. But the no. first season, though, they didn't. They referred to him like my cousin and stuff like that. They wouldn't say yeah. his name. And then the second season, the show was so good and people liked it so much. Then they were like, "Okay, you can do it." They finally established the line. So I think that's what, what it is. Do. Is like you can't do it unless you're like you, you pay prove your yourself. Okay. But then I don't know. It just seems that I don't. Sci-fi has actually had some good shows recently, mm-hmm. so. There's some stuff that I'm excited for. The Deadly Classics get me on Sci-Fi, and I just watched Happy, which was on Sci-Fi, and Happy's great. So it made me excited for Deadly Class, but then I see this, and I'm like, hmm. they're just rolling. That, that's it. Seems like money grabbing only for the fact because it's like Superman's one of the most popular superheroes out there. They could have so done a legion of uh, superheroes. That yeah. would have been freaking awesome. But that's what I was thinking. I, th- I would rather not see it. Even it doesn't even have to be a Superman thing. But take the villains. Like when um, what was that book that came out in New Fifty Two? Um, 
God, there's where the, the villains all took over. Yeah, it was the Rogues book. It wasn't Arkham Asylum book. It was the Forever Arkham Evil. Wars. Yeah, it was in the Forever Evil. What was the Rogues one called? I'm not sure. I remember. Oh, because you you had gotten Rogues Rebellion. Yeah, yeah, Rogues Rebellion. That's what that's what I'd rather see. Do a bad guys series. Yeah, not I mean, a Suicide Squad. They obviously just, can use them because like Brainiacs in that in that show. Um, is it Metallo? There's a bunch, of, yeah, Metallo, and there's a bunch of people. They use, but they're using a lot of those people in the CW, so I think they're taking all those properties. Like, why would you? I think even Zod's in that show, right? Krypton. And, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, okay, I Zod's that. grandpapa is there. <laughs> yeah. But hey, well, Dot L. Grandpa Nod. Uh, yeah, Dot. <laughs> it doesn't look good to us. Like, if it came out and people were like, "This fucking show's amazing," they'd be like. What? I you would judge them until about? I saw it. Yeah, I'm right. not going to watch. I'll wait till I see reviews and people. And even say, as a Superman fan, I'm not going to I'm not going to tune in. <clears> they wouldn't like, even have to say, hey, this is OK. I'd be like, OK, well, it's not for me. They have to be like, this is amazing. Like, right. this is an amazing show. Yeah. Then I'd be like, all right, I'll watch it. Now, I tell you what, I give Garrett prompts, providing you really don't watch it because there's that turtle show, uh, the new mutation. That came out years and years, <laughs> years ago. Uh, Venus the Milo? It was shit. Yeah. And I, even as an adult, can't watch it. Yeah. And as an adult, I grew even more fond of the Turtles. Screw that shit. I'm not watching it. Yeah. Um, did you watch it as a kid, though, when it came out? I remember watching maybe one episode, and it was when you met Venus. And even then, that was garbage. So. I, um, <clears throat> I used to watch the show. So you're kind of talking it's not like, good. I stopped watching it, but it, it wasn't good. You're talking like TMNT issue 71 through 73? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Speaking of... But they were uh, actually in the show. It just wasn't good. Speaking of anticipating things, Black Panther will be out in about a month, the 15th. Uh, well, 15th for thirty for early shows Thursday, and then actually 16th, officially, across the nation. Uh, I wanted to gather, because like, tickets only came on sale this last week, so it's about a month ahead of time, what your excitement level is for that movie. And I the reason why I thought about this, to bring it up in the show, is because I was thinking about my own. And I only watched that first trailer, and then that was it. I haven't seen anything else. There's been TV spots and stuff like that, but I haven't really watched anything else. I think actually a new trailer just came out, but I haven't seen it. Um, I think it's a movie that, like, I don't need, I just, I already bought my ticket. Yeah. I'm going to go see it. So why am I going to watch this stuff? But also, I feel like I like Black Panther, and I like it with their, I like that director. I like everybody in that movie. Like everything about that movie for me sh- should have like I should be like hyped ass motherfucking fu- you know like the no. top yeah but I for me I'm just like we're gonna go see that movie I am I'm excited for the movie um, I'm not a big fan of Black Panther to begin with so I really don't have that oh man I'm gonna go see my favorite character um, I literally don't know anything other than Wakanda and Black yeah. Panther himself so I'm I'm I want to be excited but I'm not. I'm going to see it for the fact that it's the movie right before um, Infinity, Infinity War. War. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for the unknown because like I'm like with you, Alex. I don't know Black Panther that well. Um, you know, I saw they just came out that Rise of the Black Panther comic, and I was thinking about getting it, but again, you know, I don't want to like get it and then not enjoy it. I got haven't read it yet though, but yeah. I'll, I'll report back. Right. So I'm, I'm excited because like Black if you I like you know Ant Man was good. Like some of the lesser known hero movies like i tend to like the most of and, the marvel universe uh ryan uh what's his last name isn't it coogler coogler fucking the best like one of the best yeah. new directors i've seen uh fruitville station is amazing creed is creed is amazing. one of the best movies of all time and he wrote creed and he also wrote i think he wrote the screenplay for black panther or at least had some input on so, it yeah so like i know he's a good writer and director so i i know especially dude in creed 
the fight boxing scenes in Creed are fucking amazing. I don't know, you know the like, training montages. Yeah, so I everything. know at least for a fact that in this movie, at least the action scenes will be good. And I know the writing is going to be good because Fruitful Station is really great. So I know at least for a certain point he knows about human drama and all this kind of stuff. So I just know. Like on paper, this movie, I should be like, this is my most anticipated movie of the year. But there's something about it I just can't get. And maybe it's just because it's another Marvel movie. And maybe that's why I don't know how much they're going to influence me. Like how much can they, right before Infinity War, like how, what can really happen in this movie when we already have this big movie coming out? Like I think it's already, it feels like everything's already set. You know what I mean? I think for me, it's kind of like what Spider-Man Homecoming was. They introduced Black Panther in Civil War. They introduced Spider-Man in Civil War. And then they throw these movies together. Um, Not that Homecoming wasn't good, but I do fear that Black Panther is not going to have taken the time to be as flawless as I think it should be. Right. For the fact that T'Challa is one of the smartest men in the world. And not that I don't think uh, it Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Not that I don't think he's going to nail this character. I think he really is a great T'Challa. Um, but I am a little apprehensive on, is this movie going to have been rushed? I also feel like it's being ignored. Call. You know what I mean? Because there's so yeah. much promotion about Avengers right now. Yeah. And we've seen him in that trailer. So, like, I know he's not going to die in Black Panther. But still, like, now I know for sure because he's, he's in that Avengers trailer. Like, they show him. So, like. That's going to get. Yeah, the wave of Infinity War is going to, like, any. Because, you know, like, usually we only get, like, two maybe marvel movies a year usually it's one so like you get a lot of time for that movie to sink in your head before you see a new one this wait, is one there, is there three this year three this year wait what's the third one wasp and ant-man wasp and oh really it comes out this year in August, summer, i think yeah. oh i didn't know that yeah. oh i actually more excited for that movie that one i'm really excited for but uh i see i don't know why though like i should be like i love black panther what in the hickman's avenger story he's one of my favorite characters in that uh like i said i love the director i love the actors in that movie, all those actors, like I saw a cast list the other day and I was like, they're all fucking amazing. So like, I really should, but I really do feel it's like what you said, like how much was attention was paid to this movie. And even now, like how much attention is being paid to this movie. They already feel like they're onto Avengers four being like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is our big movie. Like, I feel like this movie should have came out like last year, like late yeah, last year. And then we like, they could have, cause that trailer for Avengers didn't come out to the end of December, right? Yeah. This should have been like a December, like, First week of December movie. I guess Thor was November, so yeah, push that back. But I, th- I think that um, I would rather have seen that now, right? In Black Panther last year, I think Black Panther. Oh, was Black gonna... Panther did get pushed back because of Spider Man. That's right. So maybe it is being kind of like, hey, push that back. Well, I was gonna say Spider Man got thrown together way faster than Black Panther did. Maybe this movie does have a lot more just real stunts happening, not a lot of CGI. Although I'm guessing that uh, Chadwick doesn't jump up and transform into this Black Panther <laughs> I was going to say, that that's yeah, CGI. I, no. Well, you can see in the Infinity War trailer, a lot of that movie takes place in, or in or around Wakanda. But that's so. what that's my guess is that why this movie got pushed back so long now is that it's the last last little bit until Thanos shows up. To set up the story. And so and if it's going to take place there a lot, maybe we're going to see some Captain. Maybe we're going to see mm. some... Um, that's a good point. This movie, might it might end with Thanos showing up. And say at least something shows up from Thanos. Oh, I bet there's going to be four after, like credit. for the Black Order, like yeah, four. So, well, I, this I'm ex- like I'm excited. I know once we get like two days from it, all we're going to do is talk Black Panther and be like, "Holy shit, I can't wait to see this." Um, but I think the nice thing with this movie is that Black Panther is a well-known character, but he's not a uh, Captain. He's not a Spider-Man. He's not an Iron Man. He's one of those characters that if you <sighs> like Black Panther to begin with, you're going to be excited. Yeah. And so you may right now feel apprehensive. I think you and I aren't really going to change, pointing at Garrett and I. Um, Black Panther's never been one of my favorite characters. 
So I appreciate I, him for who he is. I just want to know more about him. I just I feel like that maybe the movie, and now that I remember that it actually did get pushed back, like originally Thor was supposed to come out when Spider-Man did, and this was supposed to come out when Thor did. Now that I know it actually did get pushed back, it does. Now I see why. Like it, do, it feels like it's late because it is late, and so it wasn't supposed to come out this late. So maybe that's what it is. It just feels like they moved on to Avengers already. They had all their plans in place to push that movie, and when they pushed Black Panther back, they never like shifted their yeah. Avengers promotions. So like, because usually they would wait till you know. Oh, the when movies. Civil War came out, the trailer didn't come out till like two months before the movie came out. So I bet they could they could have waited till Black Panther came out to show that trailer. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think that would have been a the, smarter move. They yeah. wait till the other movie's over already, and then they show the other stuff. Because I've seen I've seen more things for Infinity War, or maybe I've just watched more things for Infinity. I've only watched the one trailer because they, they're not showing. Like I just said, you just said Ant Man and Wasp. They're not showing anything about that right now. They're waiting probably till Avengers is over. Yeah, well, I think. I don't think they care nearly as much about Black Panther, though. I mean, who, I mean, like I said, he's not as big of a character. He's big to some people uh, who know of him. He's pretty big. He's pretty Last big. Halloween, I saw tons of kids dressed up as Black Panther. Because he's one of the best characters in Civil he War. He looks fucking badass, too. That's probably yeah. why, too. But uh, I am excited. I'm excited, like, for that movie on paper. You know what I mean? So like, I don't, I don't share I think, your, I don't share your paper notes as much because I haven't seen Creed. I haven't watched whatever that other yeah, movie was you I named. Suck Creed, you gotta see. Uh, but I think what you said's gonna hold true. We'll we'll catch back up uh, the podcast the week before. I bet you anything I'll be like, I'm so fucking pumped with that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you really, it might also be also like I'm older. I'm like, I'm not really, I don't really get that super hype. No, I was pretty hyped for Star Wars. Honestly, I so. can I can tell you what for Infinity War, I'm gonna be. Pretty jazzed. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I almost said jizzed. <laughs> but who knows? Well, that's a, you didn't have to correct yourself. Perfect time to move on. Uh, we also were going to talk about quick before. And it's very quick because there's like barely it's, it's Tom King. They're doing DC and DC right now in Washington, DC. They're having a DC little conference and they had a little, uh, what do you call it, panel? And Tom King said, hey, uh, my next DC book is he's doing a brand new DC book. And the concept of the book is that it's some sort of facility where people go, where heroes go to get over their PTSD or any kind of thing they have over because when they go out and actually try to be heroes, like they actually get like PTSD from all that stuff and like oh. that. And it's about them trying to cope with it emotionally. And so that book's the main, that's what it's going to be about. And I just wanted to get you guys' take on first off, A, at this point, is it just like, hey, Tom King's reading a book? I don't care what it's about. Like, I'm going to get that book. Pretty much. Did you hear me say, Tom, like, before the show, I was like, hey, Tom, he has a new book. And did your, in your mindset, did you go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to, whatever it is, like, let's get it. Right. He's so hot right now, like, with his, <laughs> what he's bringing out, that, yeah, you, you can't not get what he's getting. I also do think, though, like, he'll bring a good uh, perspective on it because I think from him being in CIA, that he knows. Is that classified still? Classified. Okay. Uh, that he knows, like, people when they're over there and doing stuff like when they come back they need help so i think it's going to be like probably the most real kind of dc book like it would be the closest like to an image book really i think the, i think well his sheriff of babylon may be one of the closest ones as well well i mean like a uh, superhero what are you saying yeah. <laughs> it's gonna I be a superhero saying. book with the most like Rounded in reality yeah, yeah. Okay. remember we talked about we talked about the last couple of weeks about perspective and like reading something and understanding certain things. I think it's going to be a nice book for people to read and be like, oh, I understand now veterans that come back and have PTSD and stuff like that. I, I Well, here, you already asked us the question. I assume sorry. Sorry. Garrett's going to get the you book. Die clown? <laughs> I'm going to get it. Are you going to get it? Just so the fact that yeah, Tom King's... Absolutely. You fuck face that one. 
Marvin. Why would you even ask him? Of course he's getting that book. He have you read? Have you read Omega Man yet? You can't uh, find it anywhere. You know. Oh, yeah, I'll get it. I haven't read it yet. No. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, Alex, and I don't know why you're fucking bringing it up like you don't know. And the show, if I can't read it weekly, yeah. uh, and like, oh, God, I'll read it later. Something. Never happens. <laughs> yeah. It's just like TV. I was to telling, be fair, Omega Man to me, I don't think you're missing out on. Yeah. The only nice thing about it is that it's got the White Lantern. I heard it's great. Swellers. You're the only person I've heard of this. Like, that's okay. I think for me, it's getting into uh, Tom King. Because you're the one who's like, oh, Tom King is so good. And I'm like, oh, all right. I guess I can give him a try. Bought all the issues. Read it. Same thing for me, like in TV. Like if you, uh, if I record a show and I forget to watch it for five weeks, (laughs) this is 100% true. Uh, I'll just delete it and be like, man, I can't catch up on five weeks of show. But like (laughs) if I have one episode and I keep up with it week to week, I'll watch the whole thing. But if like they build up and it seems like it's too much, can't do it. Garrett could have six years of TV to watch. Catches up. That's what I mean. So, like, when I'm like, oh, I'll catch up it's with true. that trade. Really I don't think it's TV ever TV. happened where I'm like, I'm going to trade with that book and I keep Excuse up me. with it being on trade. Yeah. Oh, wait. One book Flintstones. It's the only book I can think of. You getting, are you going to be getting it or is it done now? It's done. It's done. I've read it. RootsoftheSwampThing.com, your definitive source for all things Swamp Thing. Holland Files number two should be coming out pretty soon. If you got your pre order in, uh, you should be expecting to see it pretty soon. So, visit. The world of Swamp Thing at rootsoftheswampthing.com, on Twitter at DC World Swampy, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash roots of the swamp thing. Move on to actual books. Actual books, kind of book. Speaking of week to week, here we and speaking of Tom King, we're gonna start up top. Tom King and uh, Mitch Gurrett's on Mr. Miracle, this issue number six of twelve. I like DC puts it up there. Six of twelve, so I know. Uh, this is the story of Mr. Miracle in the last issue. They were like, hey, uh, are you an agent of Darkseid? He said, I'm not an agent of Darkseid. And then Orion questioned him. He's like, guess I am. And so, oh, I guess I'm not, I can't be sure. And so uh, he's like, well, you're going to be a sentence to execution. And then, was it in this issue or the last issue? It was the last issue. At the end, they come to pick him up, and uh, Big Barda kills them. And was like, nope, you're going to stay. Well, uh, that's what, in issue five, that's all that Mr. Miracle is asking is tell me to stay. Yeah. And so she keeps saying, no, no, let's, let's you know, go. You face gotta, you do, you gotta, yeah. We got to face it. You got to do what you got to do. Then you get to the last couple panels and she beats the shit out of him. All or kill. No, she obliterates him, kills him and goes, stay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Issue here. five reminded me so much of that all-star Superman issue where he takes Lois out because yeah. he knows that a, he's dying. Spoilers. A, that he's dying. And he's like, I'm going to make, you have superpowers for a date, so you can, uh, you know, relate with me on that kind of level. And they have a date. That's what that issue reminded me about. Like, he's like, this is basically my last day on Earth. Let's go out and just have a date. And even, like, they get stuck in traffic and, like, all this stuff. And, like, and they go to see the stars, and there's no stars. And they're like, oh, I thought you would see more up here. Like, it, were, it was, like, a realistic take on, like, he tries to do all this perfect date stuff, and uh, none of it really works out. But then at the end, like you said, like she realized, like there's a point in the issue when they're stuck in the car and he's like nonchalantly, like he really doesn't care that he's going to die. He's ready. Like he's done with everything. He's so depressed. And she's like crying in the car. Uh, There's just a panel where where she's like crying. And you just realize throughout the whole issue that even though none of these, none of these events or anything will work out, the time that they spent together throughout the whole day is worth it. And that's when she's like, oh yeah, stay. She realizes, no, no, I, I need you to stay. So it's issue six. They're like, well, we got to 
So we got to stop gonna this do it thing. together. So they're going to go up to Orion and be like, no, you're not going to execute me. So they have to go through his whole compound, kill every motherfucker in there. I tell you what, this I, I texted Marvin and Garrett. Uh, this is actually probably one of my favorite issues I've read in a long time of a it's book. It's good. It's like a video game. Like they're like going through like tons and tons of different levels of this, Orion's palace. And it's nuts. This reminded me of the Moon Knight issue where he's fighting his way through the mo- the, the building. Um, and yeah, it reminds me of a video game. Every yeah. two pages is a new level. Uh, what I liked about it was they're going through all this stuff and getting to the end, but like, a they're so they're both so good at what they do that they can have conversation about they're remodeling, they're remodeling the, house. the house and not even caring about fighting these guys. But b also like that's what's more important in their life is like they already assuming they're getting past this. Yeah. They're already assuming they've already won in their head. This is not a roadblock. This is just a bump in the road, and they're <laughs> going to get past it. And this is the first time we've seen Scott uh, not be super depressed and thinking about the future for once, instead of being like, "No." Th- before he was dwelling in the past about how you know uh, Grandma Goodness uh, treated him and you know she treated uh, his wife, uh, and also like his past about like he took over the life of somebody else. You know all that stuff like that, and. Now he's actually thinking about the future for some reason, and like he's kind of fighting it. Like she's telling him he wants to do all this stuff, and he's kind of fighting it. He's fighting the future. He is, and she's like trying to like tell him we need to do all this stuff. And then she brings up she wants to do another bedroom, and he's like, "Why do we need another bedroom for? We have a we can just pull up the mattress if a guest comes over." And then he tells a funny story about how uh, somebody one time uh, turned on the stabomatic and she got stabbed. So <laughs> don't worry though, I put I put a sign <laughs> on that machine. Won't happen again. But you see. Slowly throughout this whole issue, you see her like trying to tell him, and then finally she's just like, uh, Scott, I'm pregnant. And that part gut punched me. I was like, yeah. Oh, snap. And for the first time, I think in this whole series, you see Scott display pure joy, run up to her and hug her, the biggest smile on his face. And I, I think, love you. I think we've seen Well, he I was frozen you. for like how many panels before yeah, that? she he still was just stayed still. People. He was like processing. And I love you. And then from that point on, He's not fighting the future anymore. So yeah, we'll build that room. And then he's like, okay, let's get past this. Yep. And I think finally Scott has a reason to live. And that's what I thought this whole that's what I thought this whole issue was great because the whole series has been about depression, about like what it's been, what it means to be uh depressed. And like he tried to obviously try to kill himself in issue one. And then he still feels sad, but he knows like he can't escape this. Like it's weird that you have a, a story about a character who He's depressed and wants to kill himself, but he can't escape death for some reason. He doesn't know why. And that's when he thinks he has the anti-life equation. That's why he can't kill himself. So even like the beginning part when he goes there, he's just go face these people. Like he's, he doesn't care. He wants to die. But uh, now he has a reason to live. And now he's when he, when he gets up to Orion's thing, he's like, what do I do? Like, and now he's afraid to die. Because he knows, like he's going to have a kid now. Yep. Medium rare fucking and so, steaks. like mm. I, so I like it. I found that very interesting to be like, wow, this book is about depression, <clears> but it's nice to see, like, because usually in books about depression, you know, you see somebody or also about suicide, about he was like depressed and he tried to kill himself, and then it's more about like trying to understand depression. I think that was the first five issues trying to understand Scott's depression. Yeah. And this one though, it's like now trying to understand how he's going to get over that. How do you get over being depressed? How do you get? How do you uh, finally? Uh, Big Barda was like embrace life instead of being that when she's like stay. You could see that as her saying no, live. 
like live with me. Like yep. I want you to like you we're going to get over this. I'm going to help you. And uh that's what this whole issue I think it was like an allegory for is like she was helping him fight through his demons and then finally get to a point where it was like here's a reason to live. We're going to have a kid together. We're going to make it through this. And uh I thought that was like the whole issue was great on that mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Like I especially also like uh it was a couple of years ago, but even so like you just are uh, having a kid, Alex. And so, like, that part, too, when she's like, I'm having a kid, like, that joy in that moment, uh, I think every person, every father reading this would be like, because, you know, obviously, obviously, if you're a lady, like, you find out you're pregnant on your own, or maybe, I don't know if a guy's in the room while you're doing it, but uh, but usually it's some sort of announcement, right? Hey, I'm pregnant and stuff like that, so. Well, for me, it was more of a, my wife was having issues, and I told her, hey, maybe we're pregnant. So Papa already knew. <laughs> but Papa. I mean, there's always like yeah. that kind of thing. So it's nice to see that in this story, be like how that works out in this kind of uh, environment. Um, but I think you were talking about the art before, right? Uh, yeah. Mitch is art. I like, I like the six panel. I mean, the nine panel grids. Oh, I really, I, yeah. there's that one, um, I think it's at least one page where the wall is trying to crush them and big bar yeah. is one holding it up. And then slowly the wall is coming down on them. Yeah, I, that's honestly one of my favorite pages. Yeah, that's that sweet. One. Yeah, I, that's why I think that was a great use of like white in a comic. Like instead of it being wasteful space, like they're actually using it to tell the story. You know, it's, it's, that's always what you want out of an artist to show that concept. I feel like the nine, it's been from issue one, nine panel grids. I like that it doesn't change it depending on what's what's happening. It's always nine panels because it sets the pacing as this is the story. Like it's all the same kind of pacing and none. Nothing feels like this is more important than everything else. And you can keep the story's been like kind of like everything I've read in this book so far, you kind of keep at the same pace because everything's, you know, panel the same way. So I don't read one issue faster than another because it's been, you know what I mean? Like yep. there's no one panel, there's no one page splash from like, oh, that's quick and move on. Every moment means the same thing. And so I really do like that. That's how they're setting up the issue being like, Let's go through and let's. I I'm going to control the pace of this story throughout everything. Yeah. And uh, Mitch's art's great. I like the colors also. The, Who's the colors, colors are amazing. Is it Mitch himself? Yeah, I think I it might so. be. Um. Yeah. Let's see here. Colors, pencils, inks, colors, and variant color. Mitch Garrett. Yep. Uh, it's not. It's not. There's not a lot of colors going on. It's a simple color palette, but I think that kind of makes things look great. I, mean, I don't think any DC book looks like this right now, right? No, no way. way different. Not popped with this much color. So, um, oh, that's a preview. <laughs> but so we get to the end of the book. What happens at the end, Garrett? We get a nice little reveal ski of uh, Dark Sides finally in this book. Um, kills. Oh, spoilers. Kills. Dot. 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 Orion. I, I already spoiled it by telling you I died earlier. But this whole like comics about. I mean, it's about other things, obviously. But the goal is to get to Orion to plead their case. Like, hey, don't execute me. And then they find Orion dead. In his throne room, Darkseid had just killed him. And, um, you know, Scott's like, what did you do? And Darkseid's like, uh, someone like Darkseid Dark doesn't, Dark doesn't do things. Darkseid is. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, and then he boom tubes out of there. And, like, literally it's Barda and Scott are both like, oh, shit. Like, now I have to deal with Darkseid. Like, we're finally at this point. So... And throughout the ish or series, we've had these like kind of like static moments, static TV moments, and they're like random, right? And I feel like they're moments when Darkseid has influence, and we're supposed to be like, oh, Darkseid's changing something here, like Darkseid, because 
Scott thinks he has the anti-life equation in him. He thought Orion did. And I think that is kind of like in uh, Harry Potter when Voldemort and Harry Potter are linked. I was thinking the same thing. So they're kind of linked. I actually saw it today. Um, that's why I thought of that. Nice. Uh, they're li- he's like linked together. So when he wants to influence a moment, then we get that static. Yep. It's kind of like, you know, breaking up. Uh, what should actually be happening. Yeah, the transmission. So, but in this last couple panels, that's all we get is static. So you're, when he sits on the thing and she walks in, he's like, I've seen the face of God and he's sitting in the chair. So I think we're supposed to think at that point, like now he's controlling Scott and now he's going to like, he's controlling the other side of this war. So dark side really has like controlled the whole thing. He's going to win. We'll see going forward. But um, also I like this nice moment. I forgot about it. You know, throughout the whole issue, he's talking about, we don't need the room. We don't need this. Shucks, he brings up a cigar box, right? Yeah. She's like, you got to throw that away. He's like, well, for what? I like, I, need, I like it. Like her friend, his friend, was his friend's name? The mentor. I can't remember the mentor. Um, yeah. They say his name in the book. No, I'm not gonna look for it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they were like, it was, used to be his, and I'm not gonna throw it away. And she's like, I really think you should like. Did you? Were, did he really like it that much? Is it really that sentimental that you can't just throw it away? Yada yada yada. We get to the end here. He's about to go in. She's like, uh, just talk to him. He goes, doesn't talk. She's like, try Scott. If you try sincerely and he won't talk, you know, cut his fucking head off. Uh, censored, but still. And he he just turns around. And he goes, hey. I'll get rid of that cigar box when we get back. And she goes, sounds good. And she smiles. And it's just like I said, that moment where he's like, we're going to get through this. And, um, you know, whatever we have to do, like, now I'm okay with it. Like, yep. let's move forward. I'm tired of the past. To hang on to the past. Let's just move forward. And then, but then it's tragic because he's at this moment when he's going to have a kid. And he's okay with moving forward with his life. And then now he's possibly not even in control of himself. So, it happens, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, I, you know, we say it a lot, and I say it a lot. Tom King's a great writer. He's he's getting his shit down. This uh, this I've read five issues in a row. I was way behind on Mister Miracle. If I would have been caught up, this would have been on my top five of the last year. Uh, And then this issue, you know, even if I thought like, would it have been? Then I read this issue, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is like one of the best series coming out right now. Absolutely. I think the one thing to say for Tom King is that the man knows how to write. A compelling story from the vision, which I think is still one of my favorite books I've read, to Mr. Miracle, at least. These books that are self-contained in their own thing. He is just so good at keeping the pace and showing you a um, a real-life problem that some have. Where yeah. Vision wants to know what it's like to be human. How to live a life with a family. Have a family. How do you? What does it mean to have a family? What would you do for your family? Things like that. And then this is... Like I was saying before, you know, suicide, depression, yep. even like family stuff. Like she was in an abusive family relationship. His his uh, mother, in quotes, Grammy Goodness, is she really a great mother? She didn't like she was like so abusive to them, but he still loves her for some reason. You know, that kind of like toxic relationship. There's a lot of things going on. That's why I said like this book that he announced is kind of it's more going to be about that. And I think that's where that. Tom King, that's where he is great is that. He takes all these things and kind of weaves them into superhero uh, books and books that are supposed to be like all the superhero books. Like that's it, it's like uh, you know fun campy stuff. And he's like, what if now? Yeah, kind of what like if they were real? Like they have real problems. Let's say let's if the book was real, if what their problems are were legit. And I think for a while, and I know I think more you guys than me, but in Batman, it was kind of like that. He was trying to do that transition from being this bat god to being like right. what's a batman like if with problems and i think now though he's found like 
his voice in that book. And so this has been gold since day one. That issue one's Agreed. great. Yeah, also this. So uh, but it's nice to see that he's transitioning to more traditional comic book, uh, comic book superheroes with Batman. And it, that's going great too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, like we were talking about uh, a little bit ago, anything time he's name, name on it. I'm there. Oh yeah. Good. 10. I think you said 10 already? Yep. 10. 10's all around. Good stuff. So we got uh, Daredevil. Put that fucking thing down. Uh, Mayor Fisk. This is uh, number 597, written by Charles Soule, art by Stefano Landini, and colors by Matt and Mila. Um, we got, was it second? No, third part of Mayor no, I Fisk. I think it's the second part. Because it was in the first part, Legacy? Yeah, then there's an issue before oh, you're this right, you're where right. he's running from he the helicopters. He gets offered the mayorship at the end of last yeah. issue. That's yeah. right. Or the so this mayor. is uh, Matt Murdock does accept the deputy mayor as a deputy yep. mayor from uh, Fisk. And I love how this book, both Fisk and Matt think they've screwed over the other person by being, oh, he doesn't know him daredevil. And Fisk is like, well, fuck you. I can just yeah, I got him close. So now yeah. he can't, he'll never get out of this loads of paperwork that I'm going to put on his desk. That are all going to be bullshit. Yeah. Basically. And then I laughed at this part too, like in this book because of his position, um, he has like a helper because you know he is blind but he you know he can see things or at least he reads with braille for the most part and instead of getting books <laughs> <Steven>. made steven <laughs> yeah we got fucking steve back steven um instead of having a book found made where, with braille found where our steven went to yeah. find this job was he has to read yeah steven oh, he has to read him? every single like word paragraph section fucking steve of, i think he likes reading <laughs> of like the law books and you could tell like that's gonna take like two years well it's nice that fisk uh way of stopping matt murdoch or in the it he doesn't know, but also stopping Daredevil was like, let's put him under uh, government bureaucracy. Let's put him under all this paperwork. Like that's how I'm going to stop him. He's going to be so caught up in the fucking red tape. He's not going to be able to do anything. It's funny because it's like, you know, you expect politicians to be able to get stuff done, but then he's like, I'm going to put him, make him basically a politician because then he'll get nothing done. So I find that hilarious. That was the solution, which it was going to work because he's going to be able to like. He'll get him invested in stuff that's never nothing's ever going to come out of it. He's never going to be able to do anything. Uh, but he doesn't know. Good hearing. Right. Here's it. The whole but, I, but I like how, um, I was going to call him Bruce, how Matt tells, who is he talking to? Is it Foggy he's talking to? Foggy. Yeah, yeah. When he goes, um, yeah, Fisk doesn't know I can uh, that I can hear him, but he does find random zones that I he's out of my range. So I'm wondering if he's in a specific room or if he's just out of, you know, he's through so many walls that he can't hear him. That's probably it. Yeah, he just wants a big away. building. Okay. I mean. uh, then we get uh, Matt's. What was what was I was gonna say? Oh, he he leaves. To, he's like still gonna be Daredevil, and he sees his uh, grocery store's getting held up. He goes down there to stop it. Cops are called, and he gets like cornered. But then he gets well, called. The, the cops are already chasing him in the last issue because Fisk was attacked by a Daredevil. And so the now the word is out, and because there's a reward for getting Daredevil's well, arrest. Yeah, I mean, is that like? Like he's like, oh, I called the gas station workers. Like I called the cops because uh, our reward is so high. Like I'm going to take you out too. He's like, dude, I've helped you so many times. He's like, yeah, that like shocked me. He's like, I don't care. That money's high. And uh, the cops show up, and then he gets saved by the Italian forces. Uh, what are the police force? Yeah, that detective that he's friends with. Musark. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that was his power. Take off his uh, glasses, and he has a bright light. Yeah, he used that a lot in the. In the Didn't he? I don't remember. Like he used it once power. or twice. Yeah. And he comes over. He stuns people with it. Comes over to be like, "Hey, guess what? Muse got out." 
Holy shit. End of the issue. I thought it was a little anticlimactic. But uh, we knew he was out. No, right. but we honestly, but I like Muse in the when you meet Muse for that little bit of time where he goes, Oh, I have to get back. I'll, oh, that's I, right. I held he let himself be in prison. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's like, out. Hey, food's been great. You guys have been great, but, but I'm leaving. Just letting you know I'm breaking out. And they're like What? That was a badass break. I forgot. No, he calls he calls um blind spot. And he's like, Oh, are you okay? He's like yeah, no, don't worry. But I think I know where Muse was, and you see the outside of the building of Daredevil saying, "I'm not a crook." I I think that's the only part about this issue I don't like at all. I don't think Muse would ever draw something like that compared yeah. to what he was drawing before. I was like, I was like, oh, Muse is in this book. Like he's broken out. There's a lot of anticipation. Yeah, I don't know what his then, play like, is. It looks like Richard Nixon. Like I'm not a crook. You but know, I like, think I think it's just a calling card. I don't think this was a. Instead of killing people and posing them or using their blood to paint something, this was just going, hi, Daredevil, I see you. It does but seem like a shift. Weird. It does seem like a shift in his how he was before. But he found right. a new inspiration. But I do like I do like the idea. What, Justin Bieber? I do like the idea <laughs> of like a Zodiac kind of killer muse rather than, you know, before it was more like a Silence of the Lambs yeah. kind of electric kind of killer. Yeah. So I do like these now being like, Come on, Daredevil, like, follow the clues, let's go. And that's the reason why he broke out of jail. It's like, oh, finally somebody, oh, finally he's back, and he, I, this looks interesting, I'll get out of here, and I'll do something about it. So, uh, you, the only thing about it, and uh, I thought uh, their art was okay. We've had this artist before. He's the one that did that last issue where we hated the art. Was it? He was the Supreme, the court, court, Supreme art. court one. You know what? I was going to say the last issue, 596, it's the same artist and same colors, Matt Milla. Uh, I thought that one was great. It looked great. There's I, a lot of uh, building scenes. I, I think that Matt's coloring of darkness really yeah. saved it. Matt, the last issue, the coloring was fucking amazing the last issue. Yeah. It was kind of almost like, uh, I don't think you guys have ever seen this. Maybe you have. Uh, Manhunter. Nope. It's like an 80s movie, and it's like, you know, like there's like uh, the sky would be like green, like it would do this neon colors. And very, it was very 80s. That last issue felt like that, and it like I thought it was pretty cool. Well, even the night scene with Daredevil, like the colors were great, I thought, in this. Where he's up on top of the Yeah, rock, I think like the, the only time stuff, when yeah. his artist is not great is when it's just faces and they're talking. Yep. Then yeah. it's kind of like, ooh, maybe you're out he's, of Yeah, matter at like But fluid. when it's Daredevil and he's like floating, through, like flying through the sky and it's dark outside and Mac has a chance to put splash the color, then it looks okay. It looks good. But you know what? The the best art in this whole book is the cover by Dan Mora. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Even signs that's that's awesome. Uh, this book was a seven for me. I would stick out a seven as well. I mean, dip it, I mean, I'm I want to lean to a six, but I think I'm gonna stick with. I thought five ninety six was stronger. I was actually leaning towards an eight. I will yeah. agree. A seven is it's a strong is a good seven. Uh, I wanted to like this a little bit more, but the art really does pull it down. I don't know. I didn't. I just. I still hate that picture. I don't think Muse would draw something like that. I mean, it I get that he's felt, calling him out, but like it's got to be. It also felt like a transition badass. issue. Like right, the last issue felt like something actually happened. Yeah. This one just feels like we're like. We need to do this stuff to get to the next issue, and I thought we like, I thought we would have had a more muse in this one, and like actually got that started. So it does feel like ooh, this is in between muse escaping and then when you're actually going to see it. Yeah, but this is, I mean, it, it's Fisk is still the main yeah, he's the opponent focus. right now. It'd be cool. I thought that painting would be cool if there was like some like blood coming down the eyes of Daredevil. Hey, Something that'd be kind of like poking fun. We might actually see. Um, him muse go after Kingpin, Fisk. and then that's when they you know join up. So we'll my uh, Garrett and I were actually I remember Wednesday we sat at the table discussing whether or not we were actually going to get keep this book 
and that this was going to be the the test to decide. I don't know what the deal is with Daredevil, but this is one of those books that I go, do I really want to keep getting? I like Daredevil, yeah. but am I really interested in what's going on? You know I, what? Totally honest. The only reason I'm getting this book is Fisk and then Muse. Yeah, that's the only reason saying, I want to get this book. Not because of Daredevil. I like Fisk, and I like I, Muse. Proved my proved to be a really scary villain. So well, the best arc of this whole thing is yeah. that Muse arc. But is that yeah? It was good. It seems like for a little bit that each every other arc is good, and then you know the other one's not that great. This one seems like it's the better one. Out of the last one was when he was captured. I really, I didn't really enjoy that. The one where he was in China. Yeah. Um, I I liked the China one just for the fact that Ron Garney was on it, but not a whole lot happened. Oh, by the way, other than he was gone, I was looking at because I was trying to see when Ron Garney was going to be back. So I saw the next issue; his name's on it. I was like, "Oh, cool, he'll be back." But then I also noticed at the same time he was supposed to be back at the start of this arc and do this whole arc. The and I even found a announcement being like Ron Garney back for this arc of Daredevil leading up to six hundred from five ninety five to six hundred. He was going to do all his issues. Hmm. So obviously he's not. So I don't know what happened. Well, my my guess is that they ended up going. Well, we need we need these issues to come out, and Ron's putting in a lot of effort into getting the Muse fights and other things done correctly to look good. So you think he'll be actually on the? Next I think you'll be. Uh, I think he will end out the arc. He'll definitely be on six hundred. There's no way yeah, he's missing he'll out. He'll be on, on six hundred. Oh but yeah. We'll see if he does ninety eight or ninety nine. So it's good. I mean, I'm, well, I'm I'm glad we didn't drop. I actually enjoyed yeah. it, but it wasn't the best. Yeah. Moving on, we got Coyotes, rather say Correct. Coyotes, number three, uh, with the story by Sean Lewis and the art by Caitlin Yarsky. Um, so, at the end of our last issue of Coyotes, it is red. Um, she's trying to find out the where, whereabouts. I was about whereabouts. Whereabouts. <laughs> whereabouts. Canadian, of, eh? Of her sister Maria, because uh, her mentor, the Duchess, uh, she went to her quarters and found a doll that looks exactly like her sister. Um, which sends her on a hunt basically to find the person that made the those doll. dolls. Um, and then she lands upon this old lady who's called Abuela. Or they're the Abuelas, the grandmas, basically. Um, Looks like the fates almost. Is what yeah, right. Like. Kind of like from Hercules and whatnot. Um, so it opens up with Red like being like, where the hell's my sister? And right away, you know... These three old ladies, like, they start trying to burn the police detective. Like, they throw a can on him. He catches on fire. And then these, like, grandmas are, like, threatening to kill uh, at least coffee. Like, they don't like men. They don't like men at all. Um, And then we kind of discover, you know, that after this first ordeal, like, they don't end up killing each other or anything. But there's a little standoff between the abuelas is in one group the duchess and all those people are in one group and then it's red and coffee who are the detective who are just like what the hell is going on and then you kind of go into the backstory a little bit and figure out that you know duchess was trained by the abuelas to kill werewolves what they call coyotes um and that the duchess formed her own faction sorry i i what you said threw me off and that i realized I know. What they call them I'd rather coyotes. call them werewolves, but because it's called coyotes or coyotes, I'll keep it to there. insult them. Right. Um, so we find out that the ladies are from an ancient order of coyote killers or werewolf killers. Um, and Red is under the Duchess, and the Duchess has some like animosity between her and herself and her teachers because they kind of like, do things the old way, which is like kill everybody, don't leave any traces. Where the Duchess is like, well, we can't kill everybody, but yeah. we, we just got to eliminate the threats. Um, 
And so, like, obviously, she lives in a more modern world where if there's a man involved, they're not going to instantly kill him <laughs> like these abuelos do with, like, a giant-ass bazooka. That, that, I, when you turn the page before, I forget. Oh, my God. I forgot. Yeah. She pulled out a bazooka. She pulls out a bazooka. Like, now I'm ready to talk, like, pointing him, <laughs> and she fucking fires it. Oh, I guess it's a missile launcher. Um, so, basically, now they're figuring out... Um, like a plan together because there is a growing, it's kind of like the Thor arc with rocks on where there's a grow, a company growing. Um, basically in this case, they're growing werewolves. They're doing genetic yeah. testing on werewolves to make other people werewolves. Um, we well, kinda, they're, they're used so they, they have a, a, um, not a legendary werewolf, ancient but a ancient werewolf. One of the last ones That's that they've got chained up. A appears to be outside. Yeah, right um, outside their lab. And they're taking his their his hair and his skin and they're putting it on humans. Right, because that if you wear their pelt, it turns you into a werewolf. If you eat their meat, you turn into a yep. werewolf. Um, so it's so, different than you having to get bit by him. But right. you can genetically modify a human to be a werewolf. Right. And so you can just see, like, if you open up the book, there's this panel where this werewolf is literally has patches all over it taken from it. And it's he's, just like he is it's an abused. And, like, you feel bad for it, you know, that the coyotes are, like, you know, they're the bad guy in this book, well, to an extent. And then, like, there's this corporation that's abusing this ancient werewolf to make other werewolves. Um, and then the abuelas, Red, Coffee, all of them decide, hey, we're going to go take out that company because, you know, they're the, greater, they're the greater evil right now. Um, so while they're doing that, Abuela and the Duchess are going to kill ancient werewolf because that's their soul duty but red and coffee are like well there's more to this like we this yep. isn't right so we get to the factory and you know we, we get this you know learn the history from the ancient werewolf of how the werewolves got made which is cool i like it's like an origin story of how all the ancient werewolves were made it was basically wolves were around when the dinosaurs were and then when the comet hit then you know man was formed and then they got created out of man um and then it ends with, you know, uh, Red and Coffee are going to confront the corporation manager who basically is like, hey, uh, we're basically going to kill you guys because we want to make sure we're doing our genetic testing, whatever. And then Red and, uh, sorry, the Duchess and the Abuelas go try to kill this ancient werewolf. And instead of killing it, they the Duchess it. sets it free because they're like, hey, there's there's a greater evil out there. We'll deal with like our animosity later. Enemy of an enemy is my friend. Exactly. So I am, I am so glad I'm getting this book. I am. I, too. Remember, I remember first issue. I was like, eh, this is okay. Right. Uh, issue two was amazing. Issue two is the best I'd say. And issue three, and this, this book, this, um, not necessarily a cliffhanger, but the beginning of four, I think four is going to be an amazing issue. It's just going to roll. Oh, there's going to be a lot of intent, like intensity going in issue four. Um, the art has been amazing by Yarsky, by Caitlin Yarsky. Very fluid, uh, very crisp lines, lots of great coloring. You know, sometimes they do black and white. Um, and I like that there's little two to three page backstory uh, comic for each one. And you, this one's horrible. Like they mm. literally turn a little kid into a werewolf by they're just like, he's so innocent, he turns into a werewolf and you can just tell he's miserable and they're, you can see how mutated they are. Like they don't say so you want, you've watched them turn into these beasts and it is just, they are horrendous. They don't even yeah. look like human. They don't look like wolves. They look, this little kid looks like, like a mix of a bat and a person mixed together. And there's this sick bastard. That's like, he loves the fact he's getting off on yeah, it. It's, 
it's a really like grotesque book, very visceral. Um, characters are awesome, though. Red, like she's a little badass. She's a badass, but you didn't see a lot of badassery from her this time. This time around, no, because I don't think she had the chance to. But I think four will definitely see I, some I heads hope, roll. I hope four is a um, not extended. That's not the right one. An oversized, oversized. issue. I feel like it has to be because that's a lot. There's of a stuff. lot of stuff to wrap up, and maybe this book will be an ongoing. But I think you were telling me that it's only four issues. It's right? only four, it was started as four, and I hope that it continues on because I think there's a lot more story to tell off this concept. Um, but if it ended, I mean, it is super fresh right yeah. now, and I'm really loving where the story's going. Um, this yeah. this took over for Moonshine for me for the time being. Moonshine and that horrible shitty wolf comic we oh, got yeah. from Alice Cott. Or they change artist midway. And that it's pissed like, me oh, off. Gross. <clears throat> so I give this issue a nine. I thought last issue was ten. I give this one a nine. I think I'm gonna go for an eight. eight. I, I liked it. the The parts with the ancient werewolf, I loved. Yeah, but I'm I'm biased. Um, I want a little are bit you more biased with ancient werewolves. Because uh, I like animals. Okay. But like, that's that mean that. But I thought that's something to do with the fact that they were ancient. Well, uh, to be fair, he's the only actual werewolf. Everyone else, is, well, he's not. I guess a werewolf. He'd be just an ancient wolf. Oh, he's an ancient werewolf. Is he a werewolf? He's descended, yeah. Okay. I said I didn't know if he's actually a person. Like he was a person. And he's the size of Clifford the dog. That's how big he is. Of course. Clifford's number one. That's his favorite. Wait, book. is Clifford the dog in this book? I well, wish. He I is. Know. He's just gray and wolfish and mean. With with patches of fur missing. Do you think if Clifford the dog ever accidentally took a piss like in the street, they would have a flood? I think they've actually shown Oh, yeah. Th- an issue with that. Or not well, an issue, yeah, but a TV show. You know, I mean, not saying piss, but I mean... Yeah, that piss flood issue. You ever watch that? <laughs> Clifford, nope. the big yellow flood. <laughs> I wasn't uh, 10 when that show came out, so... <laughs> <laughs> what uh, we got next, Marvin? I uh, have some news for you guys. By the way, book sounds great. Um, don't listen to the word you said. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, that is... Uh, the next issue, it says the end of the first arc. So ah. it probably isn't ongoing now. So. Okay, yeah. I think it's super popular. It should keep going. Um, I was going to say, um, what was I going to say? I don't know. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> we not. We weren't going to listen to you anyway. You're right, Marvin. Clifford is a big fucking dog. Now let's say something about your book. Damn it. Uh, Michael Cray, this is issue number four. This is uh, Brian Hill with Warren Ellis uh, and Stephen Harris, Sexter Vines. Uh, this is second part of Michael Cray versus The Flash, basically. I don't know. They don't have arc titles. Running wild. It's just That's Michael Cray, chapter four. Issue starts. Him and uh, Barry Allen having a little chat about how they're both crazy and about this fucking government needs to take it down. Not the government, scientists. Science has gone crazy out of hand, and now it's getting dangerous. One day, uh, you know, we don't justify giving out information on Facebook. If somebody came and asked for information, we look, what the fuck's going on here? But Facebook asks us a question. We're like, all right, I'll fill it in. <laughs> so he's saying that nobody has privacy anymore and pretty soon, you know, technology is going to take over and these scientists don't care about how things are going. They're saying, what can we do to do more stuff? They're not asking why uh, should we? They're saying, can we? And he's saying that needs to stop. So Barry Allen's been a fucking serial killer killing all these scientists recently. And so Michael Cray was uh, tasked with killing Barry, Now- Barry Allen and stealing his tech. And in the last issue, he met up with them. So the beginning of this issue, they're talking about, you know, hey, like Michael Cray is basically trying to say, hey, I am crazy too. Man, I hear voices. You hear, you hear a voice? Yeah. Tells you to do Sorry. something, man. Like, well, he, he's, yeah, he's, tr- he's trying to kill it, get his tech. Otherwise, he would just kill him. Yeah. If he doesn't get his tech, like, then you could kill well, him. So he's, he's got to draw out the flash to get the tech. Right. So 
So he's trying to uh, relate with him, you know, like lured him into a trap being like, man, I'm crazy too. You ever hear something and it tells you to do something and you got to do it. Otherwise, the voice gets louder and louder. He goes, yeah, man, me too. <laughs> me <laughs> I, too. I was going, I'm so loud. Man, I, well, I got you. He goes, uh, I'm going to give you the right to kill people. Yeah, I know you're the Flash. I'll, I'll make you work for me and I'll tell you who to kill. And he's like, fuck this. He's, find you the right target. He's like, screw this. And Barry Allen leaves. Uh, we have more of Michael Cray trying to figure out what the fuck's wrong with him. Obviously, it's not dangerous, right? They've learned at this point he's not dangerous. I mean, what is he make things of disappear? Of course, he's seen this lady that he likes. But he did learn, yeah, that he, the power activates when he feels emotion, not yep. anger, but when he feels like he wants something, then it happens. Uh, we get a story of Barry Allen. Uh, <laughs> I forget. <laughs> runs into a wall. Fast runs into Just a wall. Fucking running into shit, trying to get fast. Dude, he's crazy. He, he is schizophrenic. Crazy. He, he is. So he's talking to himself in the mirror, being like, "I don't trust this guy. Just kill him." No, he just says. You want to trust him, kill him. He's like, but he could help us out. He could have punched us, but he didn't. Barry Allen's like running around his fucking apartment, running into shit, trying to get faster. Uh, which is funny for me for two reasons. One, I do like that this Barry Allen basically is fla- Flash and Reverse Flash at the same time. You know, that's what his personality is. Yeah. And I do also like that Barry's always trying to get faster. That's his thing. And in this, he tried to get faster. He's just running into shit. It made me laugh. I don't know. I don't know if it, I don't know if that was an intention, but it did this whole thing did make me laugh out loud. Like yeah. just break this. I think his face in this bottom panel. Oh, you just tell he's hurts. pissed off. He's like mad. Yeah. This whole Barry Allen is like a tragic character and like a dope, and it made me laugh the whole time. I don't know why. Like I was like. Because people are always like, "Oh, Barry, you fuck up," and in this, he is a fuck up, like on purpose. <laughs> on <Yeah>. purpose. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we get uh, Michael Craze on the roof with his team. And his team, who was it? One of them? Um, I was pointing a gun at him. Leon, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Leon, Leon, take it down and out. He puts a gun to Michael Cray. Michael touches the gun, fucking vaporizes it. He goes, want to try some shit? What are we doing here? Yeah. Like, I don't care about you as a team. Like, I, I don't want a team. So if you guys don't want to be with me, that's fine. You're you guys were assigned to me, so now I'm taking prove, you as a team. Yeah, you're supposed to prove to me why you're here. I don't care that you're here. Uh, and you can tell he left and they're all like, what the fuck? This guy? Get vaporized shit? We didn't know he had powers. Shows up Barry Allen. Oh, I was going to say, I, I like the fact that, one, uh, Cray doesn't actually beat the shit out of Leon, nothing. Just vaporizes the gun, tells the team, fuck you guys, I don't need you I mean, here, that's how- but you're giving to me. Right. And then he go, turns to Leon, uh, never point a gun at me again. Yeah, yeah. Right. Wouldn't like, you do that shit, too, if you had that power? Some guy comes up to you and like pulls a gun on you, and you can just touch and vaporize. He goes, hey, you don't. that's all you need to do, be like... All right, don't pull a gun on anybody ever again and walk away. That guy's never going to do that shit again. Yeah, A, B, pretty badass. Dude, that guy probably would have shit his (laughs) pants. I'm liking the fact that Michael Curry is like getting his power down, like refining his triggers. Like I'm pretty sure by the end of the series, like 11 and 12, he's going to be using that. He's going to be killing Superman. Oh, yeah. Well, that'd be a sweet arc. So he's telling uh, Barry Allen, hey, I want you to kill these three scientists. It's this team. Here's what they're doing. He tells them that he needs bait and that they're the bait. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he puts them up for bait. He goes, hey, these three, what are they doing? Um, they're de- de- uh, making artificial, artificial intelligence for military applications. You got to stop them, these three. And Barry Allen's like, fucking on it. By the way, if when I read the next issue, if that's what Michael Cray sounds like in my head, you got to stop them. It'll ruin the book. Barry Allen runs up there, runs through a bunch of fucking mirrors, <laughs> falls out the fucking... Uh, 
uh, window. Well, what do they do to him? They do something with the light. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. blind him. They blind, blind him. him. There's yeah. all these mirrors set up, and they shoot a fucking light basically in his eyes. And basically, it's like, you know, when you're running, you're in a car, and you're going down in the fucking sunlight, like it's in the morning, the yep. fucking dawn, hit your eyes, you might crash too. This guy fucking takes yeah, he a crash. He swerves all over, and he falls right out the window. Crashes onto a car, falls then up. Michael Gray blows the car off. Oh, that part was it. sweet. I love that. I was like, oh, he just lands on the car. That's not that bad. Oh, yeah, then he's got his, you know, wired for C4, blows the shit up, shoots him in the knee. Then Barry Allen, never once did he think this guy was trying to, I mean, his obviously his crazy self thought so, but he's like, I don't, but you understood. We could save the future. Then he just fucking shoots him dead. But Does, Doesn't he say something like, oh, yeah, he says, I'm the one chosen to save the world. Yeah, yeah. That was sweet. And then he tells, and then Michael Craig tells his team, be like, hey, I'm going to go get the tech and stuff like that. Don't worry about it. But then he shows up, he just slices it on fire. I, I, did you did you assume that Michael Cray was did, did the fire? Yes, that's what I thought yeah. too. I like, assume he went and destroyed the text. Because this did. kind of uh, talk right here is like, it's, you know, Michael Cray is kind of being like, he doesn't want them to have all the power. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I don't want you guys to have this. In a way, he doesn't say he does it, but he's like, uh, you guys, what does he say? The next one you send me needs to be evil, not crazy, not broken. Evil already clear. Oh no, here he goes. Oh yeah, Alan had no data. I must have been burnt before I got here. It's just ash now. She goes, shame. We could have done a lot with this technology. And he goes, I can only imagine what you would do with that technology. Which makes you think that he's like, Sarcasm, this isn't yeah. for you. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes, hey. And then she goes, hey, I got something for you. You got a fucking Aquaman. Dude. This dude looks fucking. I tell floating you around with a floating head and like he's eating the whole body. You know, something <laughs> like, like I was excited for the, the Flash arc. I thought, oh, that's going to be good. I'm even more excited for him to take out Monster Aquaman. That would be sweet. This thing. So Wildstorm is really great because it's dealing with technology, a lot of real world stuff, real world stuff about, you know, corporations. And there's fucking a cool act. It's cool. Like I said before, it's a cool book. This also is cool, but also like it, it's incorporating the DC world being like. Uh, what if these people exist in our world? How would they be? And I think I find it cool seeing like these DC people, but then also Michael Cray, how badass he is. He just kills all, like, yeah. and how he ends up killing and be like, this, he never feels like he's breaking a sweat. You know what I mean? Like when he, the element when he finds Green Lantern, he's breaking a little bit of a sweat. He's Green not, Arrow. His, what did I say? Green, Green Lantern. Lantern. Sorry. Green Arrow. Uh, he's breaking a little bit of a sweat, doesn't know about his power yet. And, and, oh, yes, you're right. And Ollie's got the upper hand. Oliver Cream was fucking like, that Ferocious. was a, he was fucking BA though. But this is the wussiest version of <laughs> Flash like, I've seen. It made me laugh. Yeah. Like normal Flash would have vibrated through and now realize, I don't think this Flash either knows he can vibrate or hasn't figured no, out he how does. to he do He kills it. that person in the beginning with his hand through that. Or oh, sorry, that was last issue. I think she, no, he just punches though with force. I, I think he just punches super no, you fast. see his hands vibrate. Because he can't vibrate because he? Okay. he can't vibrate through the walls. He's just running Either straight way. through things. Either anyway. Way. It's funny that like in the normal flash is a fuck up, doesn't really know how to use his power to the full extent. Would have zoomed out of the way before he got shot. <laughs> and this guy here, he's like he trusts way too easy. And, and like he's so like uh, a weak guy for him he's just like believes him, A, but also B in the not that great with his powers and like just dies right away. I find it hilarious. They had broken no sweat. His, him and his team killing Flash. He dies like in two pages. And I was like, because you know that Green Arrow, like you said, you're right. That Green Arrow one was like a whole issue. He, wor- he worked a sweat on him because he's actually having to fight him. This, this one, one, he already knew how to take him he down. He just had to get, yeah. He went to the fucking doctors. He had a doctor's appointment in between uh, setting him up and killing him. He didn't yeah. give a shit. I love the fact that he shot him in the knee, <laughs> too, though. Like, oh, that's that strategic. That was like putting the brakes down. That's like, what's great about this and the Wildstorm, though. Everything makes sense. And I think we were saying, like, the Alex. But this, is, this, is, this is my kind of book. If you're going to f- take out the Flash, that's what you do. And I'm pretty sure that's like, I'm pretty sure that's Warren Ellis because he's helping with the story and uh i'm pretty sure sh- and he has the main book and the main book we've seen a lot of that being like 
you know, when they're counting bullets or like saying how to, he shoots somebody in the knee, like you said, it all is very logical. And I think that's what makes this book like it's fun because he's killing these versions of DC heroes, but also like it's very down to earth and logical with this Michael Cray character and how he's taking them out that it's, it's enjoyable. Like being like, okay, that's how, you know, flash existed for real. That's how you would take him out. Shoot him in the finney, obviously. Well, he doesn't use his, his meta power to blow him up. It's literally uses a, what they stun him, falls out the window, blows the car up, shoots him in the knee, then shoots him in the head. Awesome. <laughs> Let's move on. Aquaman, he said. Oh, yeah, man. I, I am so excited for Aquaman. Because it's going to be taking, that he's like a monster. Like he's like Jesus. a piranha, it looks right. like. Piranha Aquaman. The um, only thing was, I don't like the way this was colored. It's a little, like, too much. It looks some things weird. pop, some things are dull. Yeah, yeah it's kind of all over the place. It's not consistent. Uh, I thought it was just kind of bland looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's nothing vibrant, and even the darkness isn't dark. It's the just, layouts were fine. The yeah. way the book said that it's paced, everything's great. It's just, I thought Flash's cosmic could be cooler, too. The lines feel like... The coloring and the inking feels like it's overpowered the actual lines. It feels like, you know, like... Like there's more line work and it just gets covered up by colors and ink, so it does kind of look like flat. This is the first part I've actually noticed where the ink is really almost too heavy, is on that gun. Yeah, so like, I don't know. The first that Green Arrow arc was great yeah. the art, and it's the same as still Stephen Harris. So uh, I'm not I'm not sure if that was the intention for these two issues for some reason to make them look different, but I like I if they can go back to how it was. It's just, I believe it was Dexter Vines and Stephen Harris. Like nobody's changed. Yeah. It just a style has changed for some reason. Maybe we can, uh, but maybe it's for the style of this book. Maybe this okay. issue. But it was fun. I liked it. I uh, give it. A, I'm actually gonna give it an eight. I like this. I'll say an eight. Yeah, eight's good. I want to find out who's doing the covers though. Some of those need some work. I mean, that looks great. That it, one. It's does. your. It's your. Some the of the other, I didn't give her the other one. Yeah, the one um, before this. Looks and the stupid. one last number three. I was. I was gonna get number one. The original cover with the four faces on it. And I was like, now nah, you know what? This other one where right. Alan's running is pretty good. You don't like this cover, you said. No, I this, like this. This was the better cover. of oh, the two. This guy, this is the same guy who did that red cover that you didn't like. <clears throat> the black, the faces one? Yeah, Bill, whatever this last oh, name is. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. I didn't I've gotten to the point now where, depending on the book, I really don't care what the cover is, just whichever cover looks the best. So, you know what? Uh, what cover does look pretty damn good? We got Royal City number nine, drawn, written, colored. Awesomed by uh, Jeff Lemire. Edited by. Edited. Bound Only thing by. that's not by Jeff, I think, is the words, the letters. Steve. Steve Wands. Oh, Steve Wands. Because he's a magic maker with those letters. Boom. What happens to this issue, Alex? I couldn't tell you. This is really. This is. <laughs> I can't remember. I remembered that it's. Um, I know it's Tommy. It's the second. Nope. This is all about Pat. Tommy's. Tommy's there because he's he's on he's out with. Yeah, he's out with Roger. Um, Richie. Richie, sorry, you're right. Richie, he's out with Richie on the fa- uh, out in the car. Yep, hanging out with is it Clara? Clara and is it this issue? Okay, I can't remember. See, my well, thing is, I read, I, read eight, I read eight, and nine together. Yeah, so did I? And so I'm having a hard time remember what I what was this. I know a lot of it is about Pat, or is it all Pat? So no, it's not all Pat. Some of it's like, um, it starts out with Pat. Like you can see, like he's getting up at six a.m. He has to go work at the steel mill because, like, he never... And it kind of describes... This is Tommy's perspective of what he thinks about how Pat is. Um, you graduated see, high school, wants right. to do something else, but like they everybody see that else he was in the a city, go-getter. you work for a factory. Right. And then it kind of made everyone... He was the one that, like, hey, if someone's going to make it out of this town, it's going to be Pat. And then Pat doesn't make it. <clears> and, you know... His dad makes him work in the steel mill. And you can just tell he's miserable. Like he yeah. hates his job so much. Um, and Tommy kind of talks about how like they were never really that close. 
Um, but yeah, then it kind of fades to you get a little bit more backstory with his mom and how like she's gonna have a future affair with her old high school sweetheart. Oh, you know what? I tell you what, I was telling you all about issue eight. I told yeah. you nothing about number nine. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say Clara. I think it was in the last. Yeah, one. that was yeah. last. Issue. Sorry. You I apologize. It's great about this book. Throughout the issue, you get Pat and his dad. Um, there's a little duality about like how they're a lot alike. You get them driving to work, and you see that Pat yawns, and then his dad yawns. They go to work. And he says, "See you at four. Yeah, yeah." And you see that he's bored with work. Um, and then you don't get. We don't really see anything else about his dad till the end. We see his dad's bored with work. Like that's not what he wants to do either. You he's see the radios. He, like he sees his dream, what he wants to do, but he thinks he's stuck here. And then he said, Dad, can you talk? And he goes, yeah, Pat, what's up? He goes, I want to quit. And he goes, quit. I just, I need to do something. I need to do something else. I don't know what it is, but uh, not this. I'm sorry, Dad. And he leaves. And his dad changes from being concerned to being happy. He's like, he's going to get out of this. Yep. I didn't get out of this, but Pat's going to get out of this. He's going to have a life. He's and like, thank God. I thought that was so fucking good, dude. This end of this made me so happy. That, ma- that make you this grin? Made, this like, made, made the book smile. a 10. This yeah. issue a 10. When Dad is like, oh, he's leaving? Good. You know, it's a smart choice. You guys probably didn't see it, and also uh, um, spoilers for anybody who wants to see Ladybird. Ladybird's a movie that came out recently, and there's a scene in Ladybird when uh, this the dad goes for an interview for a job, and in the interview he's like saying uh, he's a little older than what the job entails for, or at least like there's a lot of he goes there's a lot of young people going for this job. The interviewer says and he goes, and the dad goes, yeah, I know, but like I've went through all the schooling work, and sometimes you need somebody who's mature and knows what they're doing. He's trying to sell himself on it. And then he leaves, and while he's leaving, he sees his son comes in with the tie and stuff like that. He goes, oh, you're going for this job too? And he goes, yeah, because to him and his dad do the same thing, kind of like this. And his dad sits there, and you can see his dad thinking about it. He goes, straightens his tie, and he says, uh, good luck, son. I hope you get this. And he smiles, and he goes away. You can tell in that moment that he's like, no, he should get this over me. Like, my son should like really should get this job over me. And like there's that moment of being like, good for him and that's what this was for me it was like when he saw like he's dreaming of leaving and pat has the guts to be like no i quit i don't know how i'm going to figure out what i want to do but i can't be here anymore and he smiles he says it smiles because he's like he has way more courage than i have in this moment because i should be able to just quit too and do what i want to do but i'm not and i thought like that's what this moment this book is great about is for those moments like the moment for when uh what's her name tara Daddy. Oh, I was thinking for mom. Tara uh, get asked for a divorce in that one issue. And oh. she, like she does that. It's all these little moments of people succeeding in what could otherwise be mundane moments in your life. But for them, it's like that's a life moment being like, no, we need a divorce. I'm making a decision here. Like, I'm tired of this. And Pat was like, I'm tired of this. I need to quit this and pursue my dreams. Uh, and I think we get a lot of this book. This book is very kind of like bleak and depressing. Obviously, we know Tommy mm-hmm. passes away and we're seeing him throughout this being kind of a guy who's just going through life, doesn't really have friends, uh, hangs out with his brother's friends all the time. and uh, But it's nice to see moments think, of people yeah. like leaving the city or like, getting over stuff. I think Richie is going to be the downfall of Tommy. I think Richie's going to I think that's why he's a drunk in the future. Yeah, he's got to, he's He ends up killing Tommy. There's a lot more guilt in him than there's anybody else for these moments. Seriously. Yeah, but you, it's one of those things that the whole family is, in all honesty, sort of disun- dysfunctional. That oh, Tommy absolutely. really is... The staple and the young being the youngest, he's supposed to be the fun one. And the Richie, no Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. oh yeah, yeah, Tommy's the youngest. Um, and that when once he's gone, the smile fades. That Tara has her own personal issues. Pat 
can't write a book to save his life, so he has to steal Tommy's story. Uh, Richie is so torn up about what most likely he had done or was a part of that he has to hopefully drink his problems away or die some other way. Uh, I liked this issue that when, I think mom's name is Patty, right? I think so. Yeah, Patty. Okay. I when I started reading this, I thought, oh, we're gonna get into her cheating right now. It's like I know it happens, but it's it's not. It's she runs into an old is an ex boyfriend, yeah, yeah, or just Robert from high. Okay, Robert from high school. And so they're having a conversation, and you know, there's never. It was just one of those things that it, it seemed more like a legitimate conversation where Patty's trying not to be in this situation. She's actually just trying to. Uh, I'm waiting, and then I'm gonna go home. I gotta go see my family. And Robert's like, oh, remember those those good times we had? And she's like, yeah, we had good times. But what's uh, her husband's name? Uh, Arthur. I'll look it up. I thought it was Roger. Could be Roger. I don't know. Um, he was there for me. It was like. Or Sam. <laughs> Just, uh, he was there. I'll start naming men's names. Right. He could, uh, whatever. The new guy, the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, couldn't be reliable. So. Yeah. So and, and her current husband is a reliable. She was he was her best friend in high right. school. Um, he was just Pete. He, Pete. He was the safe bet. And I was like, you know what? I really like this. And in the the bottom where um, Patty's walking away from Robert, there's no looking back. It's just like she is she is being faithful as of right now. And I was like, right. you know what? I I like that it wasn't a a rushed. Oh, she met this guy. Let's go bang. Right for that so, long. For yeah. So and it was. It's something that obviously Tommy's going to accelerate. Like his death is going to push her. It's going to break her faith with her marriage, with her family, and it's going to lead her to this man. Well, I think this book really is about people wanting to get out. People running out, getting out of the mundane. Like obviously his his dad wants to get out, wants to stop what he's doing. Pat has the courage to stop what they're doing to get out. And it says here, even Tommy realizes like uh, those smokestacks. I imagine. This place really is like a big trap. There's no way out. And a lot of people, that's what they're trying to do. It's just like get out and Tara, you know, ask for a divorce. She wants to get out. And this book is about like trying to overcome the trap of being, you know, playing it safe and being like, and I think in this thing, he says like, you know, we used to have something. It was special. Like we had a kind of like energy going on. And she goes, yeah, but like you said, Pete was reliable. He was there for me. And I think we're going to see that she goes back to him because she's like wanting to get out this mundane thing with Pete and she wants to go to do something exciting because she thinks it's exciting. No. But maybe, and I might, we'll see, maybe it's a, if it's a choice that she regrets probably, but. Well, and which now would kind of make sense with her thought that Tommy may have been a priest. Yeah. Was that she, she broke her vow to be loving towards her husband no matter what. And so she decides to sleep with somebody else. Well, the one person that she would consistently think of is her son that ended up pushing her towards this new option, perhaps. I think this panel, what you're talking about, I think what it's supposed to reflect when there's nothing but white in the two of them is he's all alone on that side thinking about like, oh, she's walking away from me and she's walking away. But still, like in that moment, the only thing those two are thinking about, like she's thinking about like, meeting him at that at, at that bench and like maybe I'm not sure and he's like still thinking about her like the only thing that in this moment that matters to those two are those two yeah. like that's that's what the only thing like take out all the rest of it not there's no like you know when you go through like a moment like that or you have a conversation with that somebody and you're like you don't remember all the details around you you kind of like you know uh, what do you zoomed call that in. zoomed in yeah. and that's what that is it's like they're like 
she's having a moment of comp- uh, you know, thought being like, would I do this? Maybe. And you know, she's lost in it and that's yeah. what's happening here. Um, there's also that moment when uh, Tara and what's his name? Richie. Richie. We've <laughs> said it a million times. Uh, going to go to the party. And I think this is, that's going to be where Tommy, like something happens. Um, yeah. So it's kind of that foreboding being like, cause we know something happens to Tommy. We don't know exactly what it is. We know it has to do with water. Maybe right. we know he's, you know, not feeling well. He's on meds. He, uh, drank or smoked. He smoked some pot. Smoked some pot and, uh, it yeah, affected his, sickness. and he got, I don't think it was much sickness. It was a panic attack. Panic, yeah. Uh, cause I, that's like classic symptoms of a panic attack. And he just needs to be out. Like, you know, there, if there's too much stimulation and you're having a panic attack, you just need to get out and go somewhere quiet. And that's what he was trying to do. The last issue. And so, you know, we have, you know, it ends on a happy moment. And I think that's kind of uh, not really how this book usually is. Right. And I think the next issue is oversized. He says, Jeff Lemire yep. says it's oversized. You're going to be set. I mean, it's not set up, but I mean, you're, the they end. want you to feel good because that rug is going to pull. I think the next you. issue is going to be really like a stab in the heart and like, here's the character you've been reading for the last five issues. Here's what happens to all these people. Yeah. Here's why in the future, some of them like are super depressed, like Richie, some of them have to like, that's why Pat leaves. Like he's a like, can't deal with this. And that's why all this stuff gets into play. Um, you see probably, you probably see, uh, that's when the start of the affair is. And that's why you see Tara marry a guy. She's not really in love with because she wants to be, you know, and she never tries. She doesn't want to divorce him for a long time, even though she doesn't. That guy never treats her right from what we've seen. He always sounds like a jackass. And I think that's maybe because part of, you know, that toxic relationship that she's seen with her parents. And she's kind of like, oh, no, I'm going to do this right. And then she gets with somebody. And she's like, well, I can't divorce him. Then it'll just prove it right. Like, I'm just like my parents. And so. But I always thought that Pete actually treated Patty right. I think it was just she was. Bored. He wasn't focused. He was bo- yeah, he yeah. wasn't focused. She didn't pay attention to him. You saw the. Last issue, where she he wasn't there for her when she needed him. Yep. He was out going by in the radio. So it's not that, and like it, it's kind of ironic that she's like, I got with him because he was there for me. And then now he's not. He's not emotionally available anymore. Yeah. So it's just that thing. Like I said, eventually they get on the tracks and it becomes mundane, and she's looking for a way out of that. How do I get over this? And how do I do something different? You know, what, I think we'll see that with what, the affair. What blows my mind is that we're nine issues into this book. Yeah. I I still read this book like. Like it's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really for, fresh. sometimes when I read a book and it's, I'm 10 issues in, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Youngblood, for instance, I read that. And it's like, oh, okay. I know we're almost nine issues in. Man, it's good. But this is one of those books, every time I read, every issue is fresh. Yeah. And it opens my eyes to something else. Like you guys are saying, this, this will probably be the happiest end of an issue we have for quite some time. And, yeah. and happy is used lightly. Right. Because dad smiles. Didn't not it's, enough. It's to, happy for Pat, but yeah, for his dad, it's also depressing. Yeah, because like he's dad's not leaving. His dad's staying there. Well, so say for, his dad's a manager. It sounds like he he could have left twenty years ago. He got stuck in a job and a management job, and he feels too scared to leave. Yep. And so now he's, he's afraid stuck to there. start over. He's seen. Yeah, he's afraid to start over. He's seen that picture of a radio. And he's like, I really. That's really what I want to do with my life. But yet for him, he thinks it's over. His life's over. Like he's too old to leave yep. that job. It's too secure. And what's how can I start over now? And Pat proves him wrong by saying, yeah, I'm just going to quit. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to quit. Anything's better than this. His dad's like, wow, like I wish I could do that. That's why he smiles at the end. It's great. This ten. is a 10 for me. Like, I don't ten. know. Oh, yeah. This uh, this best book in the market. If you're not reading this book, I don't know what's wrong with you. This, like, is, a, this, this is, is it. In all honesty, this is the new deadly class for the three of us. 
Is it the book that if you're not, not reading? Deadly Class, I still like more. I love. I would. I like this more. I would drop Deadly Class to only get this book. Really? But maybe only because Deadly Class. I don't know. Where's that book at? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it doesn't came out really recently. Uh, this has been really consistent. But also, I do like, and I think I talked about it before. I do like a book that doesn't have to rely on, you know, uh, its action or supernatural thing or some sort of genre thing to be like, oh, you're so interested. I need to fill it in. Because obviously you're not going to be interested in just the characters. This is just characters. Mm-hmm. And for this me to be interested... New territory yeah, this is just... For me to be interested in a book that's like a pure drama book uh, that's about characters and like people, uh, I think that shows you how strong the writing is because I don't need them to break out and like fight each other or like some aliens to show up. It, all I need for Richie to do, or I mean, excuse me, um, Pat. Pat to do is quit his job. And for me, that was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That was great. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, imagine you tell somebody that, hey, you know why this issue was great? Pat quit his job. I tell you what. Uh, anybody that's ever wanted to quit their job, that's the way you would do it. Hey, Walk anybody in. that has a dream and it's like, it's like I'm tired of saying, there's that where Tommy's like, you know, Pete says he, I mean Pete, Pat says he wants always wants to be a writer, but I never see anything in his notebooks. And he's too busy thinking about having a dream. And it finally comes to Pat where... He's like, I'm tired of thinking. Well, he gets talked to by another worker. Yeah, he's like, why are you still doing here? Because the get worker out. a couple of issues ago told, tells him, get out of here. Don't you're do never, this. Yeah, you're never going to ha- uh, accomplish your dream by sitting here and be, playing it safe. And so you have to play it scared to be able to be like, I got to do this. This is how I'm going to live. You got to take a risk. My dream. You got to do a risk. You don't get stuck here like your dad and I am. And so Pat takes the risk. And so he's uh, drilling and he's just like, I'm done. Like yep. He's right. just like, I gotta. And then he goes on there and he goes, uh, I quit. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this or what I'm going to do, but I can't be here. I uh, This is one of those books that I actually decided to get Trillium yeah. because I, I love Jeff Lemire writing so much. And honestly, I love the art. Like he, I, it's, it's not, I don't know. The Anything not, like this. What? Trillium? Yeah. Oh, I, um, I just, I, I, this, I can't get enough of this book. I can't wait. I want to reread one through nine before I read 10 just to do it, to be a part of this. And there's Great. probably going to be a lot of Easter eggs you'll see throughout. So, all right. Last book of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> what? You guys nope. were transitioning for me. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Well, I guess. That's because you got to transition yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. Every time I'm like, what are we reading next? What are we reading next? Or you say that to somebody else. No, so. I always just get into it. I go Michael Cray, number four. Um, I need absolute silence. <laughs> um, the Punisher, number 220, um, written by Matthew Rosenberg, art by Gu Villanova, um, colorist Lee Luridge, letter, Jesus, Corey Petit. This, you don't read the other ones, any? <laughs> whatever. I always sometimes colorist and letter we read. Letter Steve Wands. Well, so, yeah, that's because he's the only other person on this book. What do you read? Oh, go Between fuck yourself. The lines. Thank you. Um, so we're on the third part of the Punisher War Zone arc. I love this book. I um, it's fucking amazing. I tell you what, that yes, the page you open. If you're showing me this part right here, where the uh, military guys are stealing the son, right? Yeah, they're taking his son and forcing him to join their military. <laughs> you watch, and and mom is is yelling at the uh, the military guys. The military guy. Points a gun at our head, and the next panel you see is Frank Castle ironed up, crushing this guy into the ground. Yeah, I I was so excited reading this issue that all the bullshit I told you about me wanting to drop it was gone. I know. I was like, I oh, watched, man, I, I literally good. watched him punish somebody, like not even hard. shoot him. He yeah, he just runs him. into him. It was great. I loved. I loved this issue so much. It's, I mean, it's action packed. So if you like your action packed Punisher, but there's also a lot of good moments. Like you know, you have 
um, where, you know, like drafting and things like that, where you're in a sovereign, you're in like a foreign state where you're, you have no choice, but your children have to go in the military. And the mom's like, no, like, I don't want this for my son. And Frank Castle comes in and well, this, this seems, sorry, not this seemed, this seemed like less of a drafting. This was, we are bringing your son unwillingly into our militia group. You're right. This is, I mean, this is forced military militarizing. (sighs) Right. I, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm already looking at this next panel where now Frank has grabbed what? Shoots the one or just grabs He's the one? He's basically the leader of this group trying to get this kid in. I then love that his suit warns Frank, um, someone without your gear couldn't survive going this fast. That's He's fine. like, I'm going to keep going. That's fine. Right. He's like, good to know. <laughs> and basically, yeah, he murders him in midair. Like, legitimately. Um, the whole point of this issue is like, Frank is trying to find General Petrov um, because he's been creating all these factions all over the state um, because that's what Nick Fury wanted him to do with with this tech. Um, and what's nice about this is like he's not always in the armor. Like sometimes he'll get out and like talk to people. Like if it's something he's having a conversation with, he usually takes off his mask right now. But I think he's getting more and more obsessed with wearing the armor. Well, I, I, I this this was a nice I can't say enough good things about this issue yeah but like you said frank takes his helmet off um the mom or grandmother wants to give frank a meal for saving her son and frank's like i don't i don't want it and (laughs) the son goes you're gonna insult her if you don't take it fine so he takes his helmet off and eats it fine uh, what is this and she tells him he spits it back out and he's like this is awful yeah it's not good (laughs) But I just, it, it was such, it was a good moment right there. Right. Hearing, I mean, seeing Frank take his mask off. He's not, yeah. you know, he's not trying to hide who he is. He's doing the right thing through this family because he's done something great for them. So right. I, I enjoyed that, like, real life person type of thing. Exactly. And then you get, like, you know, when you guys are talking about Punisher Platoon, you kind of get some of that in this book because he's all, like, he's still focused on his, like, military training. You know, he's trying to use all his skills that he's organized throughout his entire life to find this Petrov. And basically, he gets explained, he goes to one base that he thinks, like, there's the only base. And they're all laughing, like, haha, you're never going to get in here, blah, blah. And Frank Castle finds a way. He gets in, like, it's, he's, yeah, cutting a knife through butter. Um, he goes through this entire camp and like kills all the soldiers that are like holding all these prisoners hostage and whatnot. Come to find out that, well, I guess I'm not going to skip over the scene. There's the leader of this prison and he holds a prisoner hostage and Punisher without like letting their time, even like a second go by shoots him in the head. It's like, I'm not going to, yeah, he doesn't play games. He just does it. I think that the thing that I, I imagine in this, this book is it could be all automized by or, uh, what's the right word? Autonomize. It could be auto through the computer that he's right. in. I don't think the computer is the one controlling that handgun or gauntlet and gun. Right. I'm pretty sure Frank just shot him. Oh yeah, it was. Frank is in more control than the AI oh, will ever be. It is so good because even um, well, well, we'll we'll get to it in yeah. a little bit. Like there's a two page spread where you basically see Frank Castle knock out six other bases. I mean, just by little scenes of it, and it's so cool. It's like. What would somebody with Frank Castle's demeanor do if he was put in this situation? Like, if Iron Man was in here, he wouldn't kill all these people. I mean, he might kill some, but he would be focused more on saving people. And that's not all that Punisher is trying to do. He's trying to decommission every single yep. base that he goes to until he finds the leader of this group. And say so he's killing two birds, one stone. His job is to, he wants to interrogate to find out who he's looking for. If he saves these people, great. I mean, he is, he's doing that to save people. He's punishing right. these bad men. 
Oh. And we finally got your answer. Alex was like, when he was thinking about driving, he's like, yeah, we know that like there's not going to be a threat big enough to like defeat him unless it's like a super villain. And here we go. I mean, Punisher's just decimating this army group. And then finally, you know, you see a scene where he gets shot from behind and it turns out this military coup has its own mecha suits as well. To and take I, on I tell you what, this was actually the saving grace. It, uh, to be fair, the first couple are, or issue or panels were amazing. But knowing that, okay, it's not just Frank going to go obliterate everybody, which is great. Right. It's nice to know that there is a threat that even he may not be able to handle. So there's actual stakes. There, yeah, and that's what I want. I don't. I know Frank is never going to die, but I need to know that Frank is going to be feeling some pain. Well, what's cool about this too is you see throughout the last three issues that you know Frank's suit is like nearly like it's so powerful, it's so hard to overcome, and then these guys have suits that are like better than his. Yep. And there's tons of them. Like you start out, he's fighting one dude, and he ends up killing him. And then turn kills, the page. Kills him the best way. Yeah. Gouges his eyes out with his thumbs. Yeah, he uses his gauntlets, <laughs> the pressure with his Iron Man gauntlets, and crushes his eyeballs in. Oh, God, I love this book. Come to find out there's like six other mech suits that are just waiting for him. Like they're, And they're pissed off now because they just killed one of their own. Um, and so the Punisher and these guys duke it out. And he ends up killing quite a few of them, but there's just too many of them to overcome. And When he's losing, he's lost power. Right. At least twice. So he's trying to, because like they know where his weaknesses are in his suit and things like that. So literally, I mean, there's still some cool, like you can see that this is all Frank fighting. This isn't like the suit fighting, except for the part where he like, he punches someone in the face like four times, like mecha style. That was pretty cool. Um, But at the end of the issue, you know, they overpower him and he ends up falling in the water. He gets his power shuts down while he's also tumbling through water. Um, so very, I mean, there's like, is he going to survive? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, duh, he's going to survive. Um, but it's very cool to see like what's going to happen next. Like, I think this has been a lot of adrenaline induced, like storytelling. There's some, there's some nice moments that's like serious and other moments that are funny, but mostly it's like action oriented. And, you know, sometimes there's not a lot of content when you're dealing with an action book, but I think this has quite a bit of story it's trying to tell at the same time it's a badass book well that's i agree this i was so ready to drop this book and i love the punisher and you're right this book has a lot of content it's not just frank killing guys he's got a mission he's doing a job for fury um he runs into a group of mercenaries who it sounded like we're i don't think we're hired by uh fury but well, that's what Fury's like. Hey, I need you to do me something. I need yeah. you to do me a favor. So I'm guessing these are who Frank needs to will end up fighting his way to or through to get to the boss. Right. Um, I actually do hope he keeps the suit because now I that I know too. that other people can take him on, I'm cool with them wearing the suit. Right. And I think like there's so much opportunity for great Punisher stories with this suit um, beyond just, you know, a couple thugs in the alley. Yeah. So, uh, very excited to see what happens next. The art by Villanova, uh, some of the best art I've ever seen in a comic. And those covers that he does, so good. Yes. Like this cover here where Iron Man's standing over like fugitives or like children and women. Amazing. Protecting them. So, very excited to see what happens next. I give this issue a 9. Last issue, I'd give a 10. But this, I give a 9. This is close to a 10 for me, though. I would agree. I would give this a nine. I really this this book delivered on what I wanted. I wanted a Punisher who was kicking ass and Frank who is still he's 
he's still Frank Castle, but he does live a human type of life right. where he's still he's willing to do the uh, traditional or the accept uh, the big the him accepting that shitty meal from that mom meant a lot to me in this book that he's yeah. not like fuck you guys he's not like a dick yeah he's not being a dick about it. he's just like you know what i you're right whatever ever gets this moving yep. along i yep. have a mission to do let's do it and i can't get over him crushing that first guy right so yeah all right good stuff punisher matthew rosenberg number uh 220 that's coyotes number four three, three excuse me royal city number nine McCray number four uh daredevil 597 and mr miracle number six of 12 i almost said mayor fist number 597 uh i would read mayor fist book that's i mean i read a kingpin correct. book so obviously i want to read uh kingpin book so um sorry i gotta readjust myself there um in the chair in this chair not not himself, <laughs> not himself. uh those are the books that we're coming out this week for January 10th. Uh, good books. Pick up some books. You know what I thought about recently? Because there was a report that came out recently that comic book sales are down 10% in December. Not from Garrett and I. <laughs> uh, not for you two. You guys are probably keeping up the business. Yep. Um, and I've there's been a lot of reports recently of for local, I guess, uh, North Dakota, Iowa, and then there's one in Brookings of comic book, shows, comic book stores closing. Uh, aren't doing so great. I just, I was just thinking that uh, now it's perfect time to more than ever. If you don't, if you know somebody who is interested in comics, to tell them to get into comic books. So, uh, I don't know why I bring that up every week, but also like I'm saying, like I was saying, these movies make millions of dollars. Yeah, uh, let's start reading these books here. Read the source material. Super Con 2018, The Return of the Con, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Featuring guests like Tony Fleece, Shay Fontana, Cyan Steve, and brought to you by Wednesday Comics, Phil Hester. Phil Hester is an Eisner Award-winning comic book artist. Phil is from Iowa. He's known for his uh, runs on Nightwing, The Flash, Season Zero, Teen Titans, and many more. He's currently drawing Batman Beyond for DC and Shipwreck for Aftershock. Wednesday Comics is proud to present Phil Hester at Supercon. Go to supercon.com for more information. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to play Flashbacks, a little game. The Flash. Hey, I need my phone of this. Uh, let me get my phone out. I'm going to get at the timer. I for, I'm sorry. I forgot in Coyote, Coyote is that when Red goes to find the um, manager guy, she runs into a group of wolves. Right. Coyotes. So Timer. Let's put the timer on here. You guys are going to get um, five seconds. Oh, no. Let's put this stopwatch because I got it. He's going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Five seconds each for each one of these, right? Um, I'm going to ask you a question. You have to answer within five seconds. That's flashbacks. I don't have my bell oh, here. This is the first thing that's right that comes into my right. head for an answer. The first thing that comes into your head. Uh, I don't have my bell here to ring you if you aren't. So just go ring. Uh, if you yeah, go past the time, I'm going to move on. So I'll just, be, I'll just move on. You'll just see me divert my eyes and to the next person. Oh. You think I'm going to be looking at you when I answer these questions? I got it on paper today. Going old school. That's Garrett's Whoa, attack nice. of the trades. What the fuck? <laughs> First round, five questions. Not each, just five questions back and forth. It starts with the Garrett, so you'll get three and you get two. Second round, five questions. Start with you. You'll get three, you get two. And then last one's four, and you can each get two. So here we go. Five seconds each. First <laughs> round, I'm going to start it. Now remember, first answer in your head, and it, it's going to stick. So everybody listening, these are the answers that they're going to go with. I might ask him a question. What's your favorite color? Blue. Blue. Pink. But what if you were... Of course, Garrett. Well, see, Garrett, you can't think of a color quick, and he says pink. That's the answer, <laughs> it though. It really is my favorite if you color. See him in the, if you see him in the street, just say, hey, man, 
Want a pink shirt? Sell them one. Dude, I, I would wear pink. I look good in pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink's a good color. I like pink. Flashback. No, Salmon. Don't. That's what they call it because people don't want to buy pink. <laughs> they don't. Uh, here we go. By the way, also, if you do remember flashbacks, the last round is longer questions. You don't get more time. I'm just going to ask you a longer question, and then probably, you'll probably uh, get dinged out. Shit. So here we go. Um, actually, do you want to hit start in there uh, whenever you're ready? Ready? Go. Here, favorite DC book right now? Uh, Superman. Alex, what's your favorite image book? Royal City. What's your uh, what comic book are you looking forward to, Garrett? Uh, Punisher. Alex, what's your uh, favorite comic book game? Comic book game. Yeah. Uh, DC game. What's your? I mean, uh, what's your favorite uh, uh, turtle, uh, Garrett? Uh, that'd be Raphael. Oh, that's for round one of flashbacks. I'm a video game. Wait, 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 nobody wasn't gonna know that. If I say game, don't you? Well, mean? when you said what book you were looking forward to, I was like coming up or like yeah. coming out. Soon. Say, I mean, like, I'm, I'm blaming the asker of the questions here. There's not. Uh, you can't blame me. I just did. I'm flashbacks. Like, I'm like Flash. I'm figuring it out. You know what happened to Flash? Got <laughs> shot in the leg and then <laughs> blown up. Taking so. out, running into some fucking walls. <laughs> I saw how he jog his memory. Saw how he was a dumbass. <laughs> that would be Marvin if it was the Flash. Um, the fuck's going on? I want a New York Times story. New York Times flashbacks. Uh, here we go. Reset the clock. Alex All right, first. Alex Ready? first. Yo, what's your uh, yeah? Okay. What's your uh, favorite Marvel book? Ooh, Moon Knight. Alex, uh, Garrett, excuse me. What's your favorite X Men? Uh, Wolverine. Alex, what's your favorite completed series of all time? Fudge. Fuck. 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 Uh, Batman Fifty Two. Garrett, what's your favorite image book? Um, 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 Coyotes. <laughs> Alex, what's your what's the worst comic movie you've ever seen? Uh, Green Lantern. <laughs> Let's round two. Flashbacks. Nice. That's a good answer. <coughs> Alex almost lost an unfair completed series of all time, but uh, you literally got it in within a tenth of a second of your end. So I was actually, did you see me? I moved over to Garrett. Yeah. I was about to ask him. I couldn't. Yeah, I tell you what. Some of these questions are fucking hard. Batman, if you fear a completed series of all time is what? New 52 Batman run? Yeah. I would totally put Ultimate Spider-Man. We haven't read it all. Couldn't, I couldn't say that. Uh, or actually, it should be. Uh, Scotty Snipe? Or? Uh, Gotham Central. Mm. <clears throat> Too late now. I know. Up. I know it's official. Yeah. Ready? So make sure when you. It's kind of like when when you do a top five of artists and you don't put Chris Amney. Something like that. <laughs> and then someone <laughs> never right, puts them on that, there. Start that fuck. <laughs> Ready? Okay. You can be one DC villain. Who are you, Alex? Joker. Yeah, that's a quick answer. I thought it'd be taking longer. Um, Garrett, what's one trade you would give to a new reader? Uh, Watchmen. Jesus. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Gail Simone's going to write a new Wonder Woman book. Who do you want for the artist? Uh, Jenny Fershon. Oh, yeah. I thought these would take longer. You guys have got adventures on point. Uh, Garrett, you have the power to make one Marvel movie in the cinematic universe. What is it? Um, fuck, Silver Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> done. <laughs> All right, done. <laughs> I'm not even saying done with this game. I'm saying we're done with this podcast. Yeah, they like they had. Like, I fucking you get the way to, I don't know. I was thinking of a movie that hadn't been Fantastic made yet. Four, I figured you'd say, or you gotta wait then and make sure they get those rights. Silver Surfer. Who would I actually want? Uh, Silver Surfer. We heard it here first. Yeah, I have no idea who else I'd pick for Marvel. And that's Marvel's first. They're like, we just got these fucking rights. We got a Fantastic Four. We got fucking X-Men. Blade, actually. Now we got cool. Spider-Man officially Blade. for us. And then they're like, yeah. Silver Surfer all the way. <laughs> or Ghost Rider. Would be Gal- Although Galactus would be in that book or in that movie. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't be bad. 
I'm just saying, I don't think that's their first shot. Come on, that Dan Slap book was selling for quite a bit. Yeah, it was good. Was it good? Mm-hmm. I didn't read it. I didn't read it. But <coughs> I read the first trade. It was good. Especially brother didn't get it. Of course, it wasn't Spider-Man. It was. I didn't really like that art style. I do. All red. You like all red, right? Like all red. I don't know. Uh, you know. <laughs> Is he all red up? <laughs> um, Is he sunburnt? What were you saying? Oh, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider already showed up in Agents of Shield. That wasn't me, but okay. No, that was Robbie Reyes. I want Johnny Blaze. No, but I mean they have they've had the rights for a while. They got the uh, rights back for Punisher, Blade, and uh, Ghost well, Rider. Fuck Punisher, then. It's just a Punisher. I mean, they know they're doing TV. I'd still, show want, I'd still want Thomas Jane. Yeah, I would want a Blade movie. Blade would be sick. without Blade. Wesley Snipes. Why does it have to be Wesley Snipes? I said without Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. Dipshit. Gosh. Why just open up your ears? They just announced that Black Widow movie they're doing. They're actually going to do a Black Widow. Is that actually going to be with Scarlett yeah. Johansson? Too late though, because Jennifer Lawrence is going to be in a movie called Red Sparrow. Have you seen a trailer for Red Sparrow? Yeah. That, uh, I that is Black Widow. <laughs> I don't know why I saw that trailer and I was like, Marvel, you missed the mark. And then like two years later, they're like. Hey, we're making Black Widow movie, and I was like, "Yeah," because you saw that trailer, and you're like, "Oh, people are making movies." If I know, do, that's why I thought of it. If they make it, then they need. To, I want them to make sure they got like Recluse and the other Spider yeah. named girls in there. I mean, it can work. I saw people being like, "What's that going to be about?" I was like, yeah, "There's the there's story one. there," but uh, or, yeah, her, or her doing her own thing. I mean, if you, did, one, if you did the one that Sam needed just yeah. now, that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah, I think but maybe that's part of it. Have her jump out of a helicopter. It's part of it that for a while. Marvel was like Marvel like Studios was like how do we how do you do that even though and Mark Waits like and Mark and Chris were like no oh, we'll show you first ten minutes is just her silently running away <laughs> holy shit goes up against Weeping Lion that would be my favorite movie but think about that trailer though of her free falling out of the hell carrier and then you don't see it like, it just cuts hey, out hey uh, Marvel yeah. listen to this you probably not but I'll put it out there for you uh, the director of the raid let's get that on Black Widow let's do mm. it oh no they're she's the Black Widow I mean the director of the raid is doing. Oh, what are they doing? Raid 3? No, no, no. They're doing... Uh, oh, I'm going to look it up. You told us about it, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, they're, already doing it was. they're already doing a movie. <laughs> Good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Raid or... God. Yeah, that red sparrow doesn't... I mean, it looks good, but like, I, don't know, I can't stand Jennifer Lawrence, so... I used to really like her, and I, I, uh, I'm i not a fan of hers anymore. Yeah. I watched um, Mother recently. Mother! Excuse me. Mother with the exclamation point. Mama? Uh, mother. <laughs> and uh, I liked it. It was good. She was good in it. So probably a good movie. I don't know. I just can't stand her. I get that. I can't. Oh, see Deathstroke. In- Jesus Christ! I forgot. Oh, he's doing Deathstroke. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. sweet. That so, be good. never mind. He's taken. <laughs> but Jackie Chan. Here we go. Jackie Chan. Boom. Hey, why isn't Jackie Chan? The man's out there sacrificing his life day in and day out for these cheapo movies. The man knows how to direct. If you ever watched Jackie Chan direct a movie, he's awesome. He knows how to do a stunt coordinating. He just do everything. I wonder how that one why? with him and Pierce Brosnan went. I want to see that one. What was the movie that you and I had watched that he gets he got a, he literally got electrocuted when he rolled down that pipe? It's like Police Story or yeah, it was cop? Police Story. Okay, yeah. that was uh, a good movie. He yeah, that's what I mean. Like, and I think he directed that, that was movie. His, yeah, and he did stunts for that movie. He did a stunt coordinating for that movie. So I think like, he jumps like what four but stories. But I mean, now like he's at a point he's still doing that kind of shit, and he, somebody should be really be like a big studio should be like, hey, here's a big amount of money. Don't have to do that. We just want you to be the director. Obviously, you have a good eye for fight yeah. scenes and like uh, for, for even, the love of God, do rush hour four. Let's do, let's do a fucking like even like a Iron Fist. Get him direct one of those episodes. Let's do it. I don't understand. What are you doing? That's that's like gold. Nobody's picking at. They want to get this guy for the raid. Obviously, that's a good movie. But they go and seek him. You know what I mean? Yeah. They go, hey, you want to do that? You want to do Deathstroke? They go, all right, do Deathstroke. Why is nobody knocking at Jackie's door? That's what I want to know. I wonder if Jackie has said before, I don't want to do these type of things. I do it because I enjoy it. Didn't he? Has he? He created the like drunken style, hadn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drunken that. Master. Yeah. 
Oh, that movie's so good. That's Jack, one of those things I needed to get. His it's always, uh, what's the movie where it's him and uh, Jet Li? The Forbidden Kingdom. Yep. That movie's so fucking good. So good. He's Drunken Master in that movie. I like how, and it's nothing against you, but uh, I'm gonna. I like how me and Alex are like naming all his older movies where he's like young and like doing all these fights, and you're naming all these Hollywood movies. Not that there's any really. No, Forbidden Kingdom. You're talking about Drunken Master, so I associated with just Drunken Masters in that movie. That's what he created. It was in that movie. I'm just saying we're naming movies where he almost died. And you're playing this. Yeah, when those movies came out, when you guys were 10 and I was not born, <laughs> hey, I understand. Like, it was like four I, or five years ago, me and Alex had like a summer of Washington Tech Chan movies. Yep. We watched also like A Team or something like that, or not A Team, A Force. Something about him being a race car driver. Yep. <laughs> you remember that? Speedway or something like that. And in that movie, he dressed up like Chung Lee. So he obviously oh, yeah. likes Street Fighter. Get him to do a Street Fighter movie. Holy Let's shit. Let's do it. That would be epic. Wednesday Comics 605 at gmail.com. That's the email address. Send us an email. Let us know what you're thinking about. Let us know what books you're picking up. I'm really interested. Let us know uh, what your pull list looks like. What are people getting out there? Something out there we got to be reading? No. We talk about some books, and you're like, hey, why don't they ever talk about this? Let us know. Wednesday Comics 605 at gmail.com or on Twitter at Wednesday Comics. You can let us know on Twitter. I'm on the Twitter every day at Marvin Sarguero or Alex at Alex Pastrello. Or excuse me, Marvin underscore Sagro. Get that underscore in there, otherwise you won't reach me. Uh, Garat twenty one eighty eight. Um, Just do it. Do what? And uh, at Pastrami News, if you want to see no tweets, go there. <laughs> oh, that guy died. He really he got killed. <laughs> I think I think last time Pastrami well, put something out was to be week. To be fair, I put something oh, yeah, out did. about last the three week. of us. To be fair, Pastrami has uh, tweeted more recently than Garat, so Garat might be dead. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting till my uh, comeback. Uh, Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. <laughs> Leave us a Facebook message or a post on the wall. Uh, like I said, is there a book you're reading we're not talking about? Let us know. Go to YouTube, find the Wednesday Comics. Uh, this uh, audio podcast will be on there, but also go there for the gauntlet. Uh, these two uh, gauntlet holders are sort of the six gems of their week. And uh, also more content coming soon. We'll talk about that off air, but... Um, I was like, I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it last week. We were There's more. a seventh gem. We want to do more stuff like that. we were doing before, like the uh, collection videos and stuff like that. So. Oh, I see. Um, who knows? Now it's on there. Maybe you want to see us play that DC game? We can do it. To be fair, I'm not fun to watch play games because I'm pretty serious when I play games. <laughs> I know. So. You want to see Alex staring into the, the camera serious. Unless you're going to watch me play Avalon or Resistance where all I'm doing is yelling at you guys to get you to tell me stuff. Then maybe you're fine. That might be the perfect catalyst. If we did a DC game, obviously I'm going to be fucking joking around to jazz <laughs> it up for that video. And then this guy over here would be super serious. He might get pissed. I got a new Batman game where Batman's disguised as one of the villains and you're playing a poker game to weed him out. Oh, really? Uh, what's it called? It's uh, I Almost, almost got, got Him. Like the episode from awesome. the Awesome. Rock on. Dude, it's, it, I, I've, I've been wanting to play it with somebody. No one will play with you. You haven't even told us about that. I, know, I just told time. you now. That I sounds it. awesome. How long have you had it? Uh, like Six years? Yeah, some friend. What the fuck? I haven't, got, I haven't even played it. We didn't get invited to that movie yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> or <was> today. 605-215-1849. That's our voicemail. Once again, so I'm, uh, Garrett was talking. 605-215-1849. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, you know what? Leave us a voicemail and tell us how you got into comics. I'm interested. Let's talk about it. We're talking about how to get new people into. How do you get into it? We talked about it on the show before. I think way back. But we've talked about how we got into it. Um... So let me know how you get into comics. Uh, hey, Alex, that book club we're having, what's it about? We're getting Day Tripper. What's the co- what's the club <laughs> called, Alex? I can't say all those Wednesday words. Wednesday Comics Leave Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Day Tripper. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Uh, by F- Fabio Moon and Gabriel Bond. Yeah. Awesome. 
Hey, let's clear up a little confusion last week. We said March, but it's actually April. It will be April. I, I was correct, yeah, and was no one correct. gives a shit. And we ganged up on being like, you dumb motherfucker. I never called you dumb. I did call you a motherfucker. I, 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 I did call you dumb being like, of course, it's shorter. We got February in there, but I cut it short by a month. Because uh, he always thought we were in February. The first Wednesday in April. Get your voicemails, uh, tweets, Facebook, whatever. How you want to send content, go ahead and do it uh, about Day Tripper in We'll talk about it on that Thursday, but we'll record on Thursday, so that's why we need to buy that Wednesday. Um, let's know, day tripper. I could told you, get it, you know, get that book together and get t- you get some tissues. You're gonna cry. Dude, I am so excited to reread this book. I'm scared to reread that book I know. now. Well, if yeah. I cried back in the day when I then used to cry at anything, and these days now, like anything makes me cry. That thing, I'm gonna be dead. So many tears. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna be excited to read this book. Why don't you? Um, you should, you should watch this and go watch Titanic or something. Well, I'm going to read this, <laughs> then we three, it. then <laughs> Pride of Baghdad. I think we talk- I'll probably kill myself. So. We talked about it on the show before. One time Alex was like, did you read We Three? Yeah, he went read We Three and was like, man, that was so depressing. Uh, I think he even said, like, he's like, I think I'm, like, I'm all teared up, but I'm not crying. I think I'm going to read Pride of Baghdad next. And I go, Alex, don't do him back to back. And he goes, I think I'm going to read it. <laughs> but he did. He goes, bad choice. He goes, now I'm like really depressed. That was like one of the worst nights for reading ever. Oh, God, oh, God that was Especially good. Especially you, like liking animals, those two back to back. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. SuperCon 2018, Return of the Con. That's September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Uh, Wednesday Comics will be there on 28th. That night, doing a live show. What are we going to do? Who knows? And we're sponsoring Phil Hester. Sponsoring Philly Hester going to be there. Uh, New do we like us calling him Philly? I don't think I don't think we should cross that line without meeting him. Mr. Hester yet. himself uh, <laughs> going to be there. New uh, the artist right now currently on Batman Beyond, uh, former right. artist on Swamp Thing, and a whole slew of things. Go to supercon.com for more information on Phil and also more information on uh, how you can get tickets. I don't think they're not for sale right now, but they'll be up there pretty soon. Uh, follow them on Facebook and Twitter for more information. Roots of the Swamp Thing.com. That is, uh, Hall and Files number two came out recently. If you pre ordered it, it should be arriving to you soon. We got our copies right here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, high quality. Like I said, it, uh, go to Roots of Swamp Thing.com, subscribe to, uh, DC World Swampy on Twitter, and go to Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing. Make sure you are in the know so that when number three is coming up, you get to pre order in. Uh, don't miss out on this green, this winter special. They're putting ads out now for their winter special. Mm-hmm. A swamp thing. It's coming soon. You're gonna read that and be like, "Man, I love the swamp thing. How can I know more?" You missed out. Well, go to root something that comes with a lot of information. You can go there too. <laughs> uh, or go to, like I said, subscribe to DC World Swampy. You get a thing every day. He tells you a little about history. I know that's most of my information from Swamp Thing comes from that website. So uh, make sure. Ooh, just remembered. Make sure go to iTunes, uh, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Uh, now on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to the show. Make sure on Spotify, I think you can follow the show. That's what they call it there. Um, new episode comes out. I'll let you know. Hey, it's inside. If every once in a while, I know the show comes out every Sunday, but every once in a while, if I finish it early, if I edit it early, I just hit, hey, publish. You'll get it early. You're not going to get it you early. You should give me that marker so I can write it on there to remind you to say those things. Nah, well, next week. Um, <laughs> I don't know the markers. Uh, I'll find it out. Yeah, I'll write the sheet of Like that one podcast we did for like an hour. 20 minutes. Um, if you don't know what that is, look at the episode Lost in the Phantom Zone for 20 minutes. I didn't record and we did a show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, then I started the show in a panic being like, let's get this thing started. Um, that's old Marvin. Now I'm calmed down. 
come down to this level. But subscribe to us. Like I said, if you want, if you enjoy our show and you want to get somebody interested in the show, but you don't know if they'll understand podcasts and how that works, show them Spotify. Spotify is easier. You can stream it there. Hey, or if you're ever, you know, on a different computer and you're like, how I'm going to listen to one of these episodes. Spotify right there. Stream it. There you go. Listen to the episode. Um, another day, another dollar. Here we are with Wednesday Comics. The uh, Power of Comics brought me, hey, Tuesday I was almost dead. My th- I had no voice. Power Comics brought me back for that forecast. We're here today. Did it have to? Before the show started, uh, had a lot of coughing going on. Look right now, no coughs. But during your guys' segments, I was coughing a little bit. So if you're hearing that background, apology. But uh, like I said, Power Comics again brought me through. Do you think they should grind down comics? Go ahead and take all my issues. Grind them down. I'm to gonna a pretend pulp. I'm not even listening to. Listen, you. grind it down to it a pulp. Already sounds stupid when you inject say inject it inside your body, and then you become immune to all diseases. That's something they haven't tried yet. Should they try it? No, you're an idiot if you think that's gonna work. I'm gonna, all try you're gonna do is Marvin, your blood arteries. All that means you. is that you're eating wood. So what? Paper? No, it's comics. Once they put ink on there, and there's a story, it then it becomes magical. Okay, then the ink would probably kill you. And you're eating magical wood. Hey, you guys are going to be very jealous when I grind up an issue of Flash, inject it inside me, and I got super speed. So. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you'd run into the That's wall and kill yourself. You know Fucking kill him. <laughs> I re-grind I re- it down and inject inside me the uh, issue of uh, Calendar Man. So. Never yeah. have a sense The man who can't remember me. dates. Hmm, I was almost a month ahead. That's why I missed that month. Oh, I, oh that does make sense. Wednesday comics, I've been... Uh, Marvin, hey, you know what I just thought right now? When you guys, Ooh, a squirrel. When you guys leave, I am gonna grind these all up and I'm gonna inject them. All. And next week when you come to the show, I'm gonna be like in a comic book encyclopedia. That's how much I'm gonna know. Oh, and you don't remember that your favorite artist is Chris Sandy? What? The? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Marvin. <laughs> I am Alex, and I'm Garrett. Hey everyone, keep turning those pages. <laughs>